0: Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time
1: happy halloween trick-or-treaters dreamers campers suspects deadites friends to the end and space jockeys it's wolfman mac and today we're unlocking a rental of ours from two years ago it's for james wan's dead silence why are we dropping it now because night swim which was produced by wan is still splashing around in theaters and hey we needed to fill in a week But it's a great episode, chock full of the Halloweenies research we bring to the table. So enjoy and be sure to watch out for Billy. He's crawling around somewhere out there. Also, if you enjoy this episode and want more of these one off deep dives, pun intended, we've got dozens more in the rewind at www.patreon.com forward slash Halloweenies pod, where you can unlock hundreds of hours of content you maybe never knew existed. In the meantime, Stay spooky, keep listening, and hope to see you there, where we can give you one more scare.
2: Damn, son, look at all of these monsters! Come on, all of you monsters, out of here! Everyone, out
1: of this room! Come ah, on, you, on the bed! Come on, out, out, take a hike!
3: Greetings, trick-or-treaters, dummies, ventriloquists, who knows? Uh, This is another episode of Halloweenies, and this is one of our Patreon episodes today for The Rental, which means one of you, fine listeners, requests a one-off movie. So this is not a franchise film, this is just a single horror movie that we would not cover otherwise. I am one of your hosts today, but I'm not the only Puppet Master, and my name is Dan, Billy, Caffrey, And we are going to be talking about 2007's Dead Silence. Uh, and this was requested by Chris Cameron. Uh, thank you, Chris, for listening. Thank you for requesting this. He wanted to talk about specifically a uh, an aughts horror movie. I feel like now we are in an era where we're examining films that came out, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And some of them are getting a kind reassessment. Will that happen with Dead Silence today? We shall see. Uh, I do want to preface this by saying you know, despite any of our feelings on the movie. And as you know, we all tend to get a little, a little harsh sometimes on the podcast. Um, we hope it does not offend anyone's personal taste. These are horror movies. Where we're allowed to disagree. Uh, we love that you listen, Chris, we love to hear what you have to say about films as we do with the rest of you. So just kind of a, a caveat, if you will, before <laughs> we really dig in on dead silence. Uh, but before we do that, um, I have some fellow puppet masters Like I said, it was not the only puppet master who we have to meet today. Uh, they're all in Chicago, so I'm going to say, who's, uh, who's got a little Freddy puppet hanging in his Zoom window? I, you can't see it right now, listeners, but trust us, it's there.
2: Well, uh, hello there, dreamers. Uh, no, actually, this is, <laughs> this is Michael Billy Rothman dropping the Myers, dropping the Monroeville Mall, and uh, dropping the Malignant. Um, cuz that was my original uh
3: little nickname there but I, I got to go with Billy because he's the the star of the show so excited and, uh, to be here and Billy Mike Billy uh wait wait Mike and Billy I feel like and uh, is there a Halloween movie where they're a character well I guess in well, Halloween 5 Loomis. there's There's Billy oh, Loomis
2: and then, yeah then there's that idiot kid from Halloween 5 that And um, Michael Myers I guess so you are you're, and, you're, yeah, uh, yeah, you're yeah. covering
3: all the franchises say so. sure. what was I this is um this was my first experience seeing Dead Silence. I remember wanting to see it back in the day when it came out just because of the poster. I like puppets. I like you horror. Do love puppets. Um, yeah. But this was, yeah, I, I, I don't really have much of an introduction to the film beyond this, beyond watching it for the podcast. What was your introduction to Dead Silence?
2: So this was 07. I was pretty much prepping to get the hell out of Tallahassee at this point. So, you know, whatever movies I was going to see were very fun far and few in between like i remember around this time i think like maybe even spider-man uh might have been coming out spider-man 3 um it just was a weird time for me because i was so focused on like getting done with uh classes to get out of tallahassee that i just wasn't going to see movies and i feel like this was just this must have just gone all under the radar for me like i i just didn't see it i never well i didn't even remember seeing the poster really like it was just kind of one of those things that I remember seeing later on when I went to like, I don't know, like Hollywood video or a blockbuster video, when because those things still existed years after that. And I just still skipped over it. Like I'm not a huge dummy head, you know, um, or a puppet head, you know, <laughs> or a no puppet master. I'm no dummy either. Uh, so I always, you know, I love, I love Chucky as we discussed in our child's play uh commentary this month. But as far as like the dolls and stuff, even when it came to goosebumps, like that one story, with what's his name? I can't. That remember. of the living name. dummy. Yeah, like through that one, I was kind of like, meh. Nah. Like, give me not a slappy blood. fan. I'm not a slappy fan. Like I'm a little slappy. But not slappy. I
3: like slappy. I'm a big, so. big slappy head. I mean, it is funny because Billy in this movie looks a lot like Slappy. It's kind of like he's kind of like he does. The, he really the, does. the bad boy. Yeah. he's yes. not your gra- He's not your grandpa's <laughs> Slappy.
2: Well, he is your grandpa Slappy because if you went and saw it was like an, <laughs> an antique shop, I'm pretty sure that this, this, this Billy guy would kind of look a lot like the ventriloquist that, he's, you know, we see in the creepy photos at the carnival, you know, he's
3: not your grandpa's howdy duty. We'll no, he's not that way. So fun,
2: fun story about howdy duty real quick. So my, my dad actually went to a show one time when he was a kid and he got taken out because there was like the strings. I see the strings. Like what are those strings over there. And like, they're like, get him out of here. <laughs> he's like the,
3: <laughs> the he's like the kid in the movie. He's like the kid in the movie. this. I'm just uh, picturing you. <laughs> I'm picturing you leaving Tallahassee. You're driving by either Governor's Square or the Talisim Mall, and you're like one last chance, and then you pull in and see dead silence. Just a ninety-minute uh, detour before you head on to Chicago. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Not yeah, didn't well. happen though. Not until now. Like I, I've seen it now three times for this episode. So, Chris, we we did the uh, we did the work.
3: Yeah, we did. We put in the research. We put in the research. Uh, and, um, you know, we don't. And my, uh, Mike, Billy and me, Billy. Um, we're not the only puppet masters on this pod. We're not the only people who lived in Tallahassee. It's true, Although I don't actually. think either of these fellows were living in Tallahassee when this came out. I know for a fact they weren't. Uh, maybe maybe one was. Uh, we'll pass it to the younger the younger puppet master. Um, <laughs> what was your first? What's your name? And what was your experience with this movie? <laughs> and were you living in Tallahassee? In I've 2007? heard of Billy
1: Jack, but Billy Mac?
3: Oh. This is uh,
1: Mac Gerber, and I was not living in Tallahassee. I was, um, I believe, well, when did this come out? What month did this come out? Two thousand. Oh, you
3: were in North Carolina at this point. March. Right? You had left, because you, you stopped there before coming yeah, to Florida. Yeah, I was in North
1: Carolina, so I remember oh. seeing the Dead Silence poster, and it, it was the, the dummy with the finger to his lips, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah and, and, I-, and I, thought, I always thought, he has a secret, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know what that secret is, But it took me all these years to come around to finally watch it. And I I do remember after watching The Conjuring and when I first watched The Conjuring on on streaming services, whenever I ended up watching it, and I I genuinely enjoyed it for the most part. And I remember looking at Juan's uh, other films and thinking, oh, maybe I'll have to give some of these a shot now. And we did. Gave it a shot. uh, Watched it the other week. (laughs) And uh, I'm excited to talk about all things <laughs> Billy and the other hundred, hundred dolls that serve uh, an extremely important purpose in this film. Mm. Lots of dolls and, in uh, this film. I, you know, I, I do like this
3: the creepy doll subgenre. I like Puppet Master a you know, lot. I do too, I, like I do too. I like,
1: do too. And, 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 and like you were saying, I'm a slappy head as well. But I do feel like something's... Something's missing. And it's not, uh, uh, this doll's voice. <laughs> There's, it's
3: funny you brought up the poster too, because I remember being really confused by the poster when it came out, because I think what it's implying is that it had the fingers, Mary Shaw's, right? Because yeah. it's like an old lady finger. And I remember seeing the poster being genuinely bothered aesthetically by the fact that the finger did not m- match up with the doll's face. Like for real, it really, it was like, why is, I was like, why is slapping the dummy have an old witch Hang have finger. To, it was you have to see yeah, the was movie weird. to
1: find out, Dan.
3: Yeah, then it does make sense now that I've watched it. Um, we do have one more uh, puppet master on the call. Uh, uh, who are you? What's your name? And when? What is your first exposure to Dead Silence?
0: Hey, this is Justin Billy Gerber. And my first exposure to Dead Silence was, I believe, uh, 72 hours ago. <laughs> I, uh, you know, they say if you, if you miss a movie on its first run, you should wait 14 and a half years later to watch it. And so that's what I decided to do. I waited 14 and mm-hmm, a half years, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely watched it, took some notes. Um, I, I think another a main reason I was wary about Dead Silence when it came out is because I think I'm one of the rare horror heads that didn't like Saw, that James Wan did. I didn't like it at all. So I feel like at that point, I was just basically checked out James Wan. I never saw another movie of his again until a paying gig. I had to go see Conjuring 2 in theaters with Mike and Mac, as a matter of fact, right. the other, with two of the Billies here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did
3: become a uh, you became a fast head eventually, which
0: he had. A I big did. Party. He actually has like a, he has a he has a very good entry in the fast franchise, arguably the best one. Um, but then we're right back. But again, there's no horror going on in no. the Furious. Some of the acting can be horrific, but there's no horror going on in the Fast and Furious franchise. So, I think Tyrese's uh, you know, social media posts can be a oh little bit horrific, be, at the very least uh, triggering. <laughs> I'll put it that way, to, to say the least. So yeah, um, I'm looking. I am looking forward to talking about this because it's not. Like it's because I feel like Mike and everybody here. I feel like in the past couple months we've been dealing with some pretty heavy movies with some heavy background like. The protests going on around you know, Basic Instinct, the mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein surrounding the Scream movies. And there's really no uncomfortable material to be covered today, right? It's just, it's just be a pretty fun, loose episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I know, part. right? Yeah. And I actually, I actually really like it sometimes when we
3: get movies that are true one offs, right? Like Manhunter yeah. is a, a one off, but it's also, it's got it's such a legacy attached to it. And it's kind yeah. of attached to this other series, Basic Instinct. I mean, there's a crappy sequel, but like you said, it has a lot of, historical context surrounding it with dead silence, not so much. So I, I, I appreciate what Chris said about, you know, this being a kind of a strange era for horror movies. It, I feel like it was pre horror Renaissance, right? Like we didn't really oh, have Blumhouse absolutely. around. We weren't, yeah. we weren't even really getting as many reboots. I mean, we had the platinum dunes era oh. a little bit, but yeah. What do yeah. What do you think? Well, about all right.
2: That, so I got, I got a little rundown on this because this is this we we we've actually been kind of dancing around this specific <laughs> era. For a while because you're right you know this is kind of a dead zone um no pun intended for the losers club which is uh about stephen king books and one of them being the dead zone when you look at like this era specifically like 2007 it's coming off of like a pretty miserable little mini stretch that you get and they are it's like this smorgasbord of like remakes reboots and like maybe one-off thrillers that could be conceived as like horror thrillers in a way you get a lot you know you and get glass a glass house
3: and uh, <laughs> well, uh and that, that, disturb, was, that yeah. was
2: like that was like early 2000s but like the thing that's because like we you know we covered saw and we talked about how there's there's actually a more exciting lead up to that movie than there is going into this one you know and like Generation even with X. house like i mean even like house of wax they're surrounded by better movies. Like, this is literally a crazy dead zone for horror, with the exception of, like, 28 weeks later of 2007, and then you get, like, the remakes with, like, Rob Zombie and stuff like that. And I guess you get, like, you know, you get, like, uh,
0: The Hostile Part 2 and, you know, <laughs> like... Was Hills Have Eyes 06 or 07? remake oh uh, man let's It's look. around this time it's around the time yeah. it, well, so
2: it was on. so the the hills of eyes remake is 06 and like that's actually a pretty solid remake but then i you like get, that better
0: than the
3: original it's one of the few but, then you, yeah. but yeah. then you
2: get other remakes like you know like black christmas you know you <laughs> get the you get like the oh god was what, what's another one that's um that's pretty bad around this time that's uh like you get like really bad sequels like final destination 3 or you know like um I mean, people like Hatchet. I never really got into it. That's yeah, fine. Never yeah. got into
0: it. Yeah. I mean, I th- you know
3: what I think it is too is that, and, for, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is a completely positive thing because I feel like this results also in a dip in quality. But I do feel like now, like even with Halloween Kills, right? Which don't worry, you're, you'll all get plenty, <laughs> plenty of Halloween <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get coverage of coming up. But it was something like that, regardless of how, if it's going to be good or not, whether we like it, whether people like it, etc. there is this idea of a studio just throwing its weight behind this movie, right? And not just the movie, but the series in general and just Blumhouse in general, right? There is this big kind of cottage industry now with horror. And I don't think this was happening back then. It was like, okay, maybe you might have a one-off that would do well, right? And, or you would have something like Saul that would eventually launch this whole franchise. But you you didn't have all the this... Bulky, powerful IP being thrown around all the time. And once again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that it, it, it just seemed to be a little um, aimless, I think, like the horror industry at this time. And yeah, it was, that's it was you know thing. what it
0: was, and we'll definitely talk about it during this movie, is that there's like no aesthetic really to this movie. You know, there's there's no look. Wow. And I feel like, Mike, you have to forgive me, but I think this is going to be used correctly when I say that low key. Your favorite expression. Yeah. I do feel like, as uh, granted, it wasn't some big box office success, but I think, when did House of the Devil come out? It was like 09? That, it was like 09, right. 2010. But that's, right, because I feel like that, but that mood and that aesthetic like permeated the, the teens. But, whereas when Dead Silence came out, there was really just the James Wanathon of it all of just kind of Saw. Well, you were getting quote, unquote, like torture porn. You know, it
2: was torture porn. It was like the peak. There was like this sort of weird runoff of torture porn because you're getting like the Saw sequels. You're getting the Final Destination sequels that definitely leaned into torture porn in that sense. They became like jokes in that way. And then you got like. The weird remakes that no one asked for, like The Wicker Man. Like I've I've oh. often thought about like sitting in the theaters for like the remakes for like The Wicker Man or like When a Stranger Calls. When you have all these like these these remakes that no one asked for that like were there in theaters and you know it was at a time when people were still going because streaming wasn't a thing and so you were still getting movies that you know moviegoers that were walking up to the theater and being like. Okay, should we go like you know they're in a seinfeld episode so i think that's one of the reasons why you got a hodgepodge of stuff because you know as with any horror year that we see that we've been discussing in the past few months they're always like you know greatest hits within like i mean 2007 had the miss, which i think is one of the best horror films of that decade but you know you got like six or seven months leading up to it that has like you know, like, The Hills Have Eyes 2 remake, The Hitcher remake, you know, the Hannibal
0: Rising. like Stepfather remake. Well, yeah, there were just like, no good yeah.
1: original ideas out there at the time, and they were just diving into—and again, we've said this a billion times. Like, remake the movies that need to be remade, yeah. the ones that didn't quite yeah. work, that had a good premise maybe or something, but they always want to go for the big name that people are going to recognize— yeah. But what they don't realize is that when they go see these films, and it's not the film they remember that's good, <laughs> not, oh, they don't yeah. like it. That's, I mean, I, that's, that's why I love... at least is an is an original story or idea. You know, like there aren't a lot of dummy movies out there. Like we were talking about Slappy, because <laughs> that's Goosebumps, and but like you know maybe a book, but you know you have Magic, which I haven't seen. Justin, you saw that, right? But yeah. like
0: William Goldman movie,
1: but that's a little more cerebral and heavy, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, so and, yeah, and yeah, even I, you though.
3: know we did get Slappy. I, I I actually haven't seen either of the Goosebumps movies, but I think Slappy's in it. The first right? one's, one's fun, yeah. yeah. slappy I to say, well, you I, might yeah. say one of like theatrical releases though, at the time, you know. What the first mean? One the ringleader. Yeah, he's, he's well, the, he's I'll say like
2: the the first Goosebumps was a big blockbuster. Second one, not so much. Yeah, um, I want to see them actually, you know.
3: man. I'm a big big
2: The first one's fan. fun. I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, I thought they were better than, you know, the Fear Street movies that everyone seemed to, you know, love for a You know, a week. This,
0: this is a good piece of this discussion because I think something else important to remember is the fact that I do think when you were born can play a part in a lot of this, right? I feel like there are people who were born in like 1960 that probably really poo-poo and look down on 80s horror, whereas we look at 80s horror yeah. as something great. So I, I, I think that there is a generational disconnect because we are so far beyond when you think about it now. I mean, there are people who are writing about horror that were born in 2000. Yeah, I that's just feel a good like, point. And, and I feel like their first exposure to horror and maybe what got them into loving horror were these movies that we just don't connect to at all because we feel like our generation had it better. And that, that just goes on for centuries. It does. I say,
1: and I agree. And I agree with you, Justin, because you know I look back at movies like, Evil Dead, right? When we watched that in our back room, in our you know, when I was very young, taped off of sci-fi or whatever it was that was on, it was, it was very heavily edited. I it still scared me to death. But you know, you go and you show that movie to anybody today, and because of the effects alone, really hard for uh-huh. people that are over a certain age to connect or be scared of these things. So you're right in the sense that if there's pe- younger people, and this might be their first horror film or something it might scare them because, you know, you haven't seen all these eighties movies and all these other things, you know what I mean? Like, so if this is kind of your, if, if Ot's horror is your, is your entry point to horror, that's okay. Yeah. Whether when, or now, whether or not other generations think it's any good. I mean that we have to be honest about it. Well, I watched, I do think that it's subjective. Yeah.
0: There, there's definitely an, an alley that, that the certain writers can have if they want it to, because it's a hot take. In a lot of ways, that, oh, actually, Oz Horror is good. And that can be your lane, and that can kind of be how you get uh, I think it's noticed more of a hot on take social media. Anything, you know
2: right. what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, but I, I agree. I, I just think it's, it's certainly more of a hot take. I mean, like, even watching, so I watched this with Sammy, and she's, you know, she was born in 93. Um, so at the time when this came out, she was like 14. Um, let's not focus on that too much, but. Um, The, you know, so we were watching it together and she even, you know, she even admits like with a lot of this, it's like, yeah, there's not a lot of rose tinted lenses with some of this stuff because I think you're right, Mac, in that there is, you know, and I think, and Justin, I think you guys are right in like the sense that we should be appreciative of the fact that like, yeah, there is that cognitive dissonance that we don't have based on where we, you know, where we grew up and what we, you know contended with but i do side with mac in the sense that like you, lo- you do watch evil dead and you do see the ingenuity at hand and the character and there's something to be appreciative of about that you know 10 20 30 40 years on where it's like i can't see that for a lot of movies during the aughts and i think a lot of the reason why is because you look at a lot of the things that happen in the odds, and this is just an echo of what i've been saying again and again whenever we talk about this era is that it's a hype like a hyper corporatization era where everything is just being issued by suits left and right it's one of the last gasps where entertainment is certainly in control by the big corporations you know not to say that they aren't now was that with the streaming giants and stuff but you didn't get the chance to to get these like little indies to come through in the same way that you might have even with the video nasties of the you know the 80s and so like there a lot of the ingenuity was reliant on whether things you can kind of get through. Um, and that's why I feel like you get these potpourri eras where it's like a greatest hits where you get like The Mist and then maybe 28 weeks later, but then you have to fucking sit through like six different re ranks and sequels that no one wanted, that everyone saw. And yet no, no, no pun one intended. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so when, I, I th- That's what kind of depresses me about this era because it's like this was the era that we were in high school and college and I was able to go see the movies that we fucking grew up and loved in you know in the 80s like this was this should have been the time that we got those movies from the 80s and and they were so few and far between and for me there's there is like a chip on my shoulder about that because i remember every fucking month going in especially in tallahassee just being like god when can we get something fucking good give me something fucking good like and i don't know
3: when uh, you have a chip on your shoulder are you made of wood like um, i am I, I am glad you brought that up because this actually leads into our next section um this idea of studio interference and script doctoring and everything like that which once again like you said still happens today but well actually you know let's just go into the section and then i'll start talking about it uh so <laughs> this leads into a little category we like to call back of the box is a means to summon us who are you welcome to back of the box where we talk about the minds behind some of these films um some of the uh, historical context which we've dove into a little bit already in the background information mike talked about this idea of studio interference and once again that happens today amazon huge company netflix huge company etc that being said if you listen to a lot of filmmakers who you know, get the green light from Netflix to go ahead and make something for this studio. You hear a lot more today being like, oh yeah, they were great. They let us do whatever we want, et cetera, et cetera. Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, not getting renewed for a second season, but you can tell they got to make that thing exactly like they wanted to, which even though it's not going to continue, we have this this wonderful thing that's preserved. Dead Silence, on the other hand, and there's not a ton of specifics
0: around it. So if any of you know about this, please uh, chime in. Well, we talked about this off mic. This is the only entry for any movie, that, at least that I've been on. I'm pretty sure that anything that we've covered on this podcast, that there are no notes, even in Wikipedia, about the production. Yeah, that is cra- that's crazy. That's and wild. And for being
3: a Universal Pictures movie, that's strange, right? Well, well so we into, have well into James Wan's yeah, career. This wasn't
0: like, like a student film in 2000. Like it's well what's, into his
3: career. That's what's interesting. So we had the director James Wan, his writing partner, Lee Wan Al, who obviously both of them who already had a lot of success with the Saw movie, and then since then have both gone to had they've gone on to have pretty illustrious careers. It is funny that they have this like little movie that did not do well that the studio really fucked with and it was kind of a footnote in history. It only made 20 million at the box office, or sorry, 22 million at the box office on a budget of 20 million. Lee Wanell has gone on the record. He has a blog entry um, called dud silence where he pretty much says they, they did not write this movie of their own volition. It wasn't like, Oh, we think it'd be really cool to have this ventriloquist lore movie and blah, blah, blah. It was their agents in the studio thought it would be a good idea for them to write a scary puppet movie. And they did. And according to him, there are a lot of script doctors and there's a lot of studio interference that, you know, kind of defanged the movie and made it, um, dud silence. Now, well, like Justin says, tough. Yeah. Yeah. Please then. go ahead, Mac. Yeah.
1: is once these movies d- don't do well, don't you always see this stuff come out? Like, well, it wasn't really. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it's like, it, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, that's I, a good you, point. I might believe it to a certain point because it's, there's no, I mean, obviously it's not past studios to get involved and, and mess things up. That this is like yeah. an age old story. So I, there probably was some interference, but you know, when you watch the unrated version of this movie, which you know, <laughs> not the director's cut, but you're like, okay, well, that idea is not good either. So, like, Yeah, well, know, I, makes... I
0: don't know if there was something. You know like what it is, though. I uncapting. will say, in terms of, I, I get what you're saying, Matt, because we always we often talk about Stephen King. How he'll he'll be really behind a project that somebody's making of one of his books, yeah. like the dark and then when Tower. He bombs, he'll be like, actually, I didn't like it. And you're like, what's what's the, what's the truth? But I do feel like, even though there are a number, and I do mean a number of James Wan movies, I don't enjoy. I never doubt for a second that James Wan is 100% committed to those movies, but even watching Dead Silence, I felt like he didn't even... There's no yeah, there was no true. passion of any kind well, coming into it. Here's a question, though, because...
3: And, and granted, you know, artists grow, and they were both pretty young when they made this. And Lee wan L, I personally, I think he's gone on to have a better writing and directing career than James oh, Wan, even though he's not as prolific, as. Co- of course. When I watch this movie this does not feel like a Lee wan L movie to me, when I... Look at the directing. It does feel like James Wan's directing, even though I agree that there's not. It, it seems like it's being recycled almost, but it does feel like a James Wan movie. Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, because of course I know it your feels thoughts like on a James, James Wan. Wan
2: movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I mean, revisiting this and following it up with uh, his latest return to horror with *Malignant*, which seems to be uh, a favorite amongst horror Twitter right now. Um, I, I we haven't talked
3: about this, but I also watched *Malignant* last night. I have not seen *Malignant*, so have at it. Well,
2: look, I've come to the conclusion that. Um, just don't really like James Wan as a filmmaker I gotta say I I think he's got a very obnoxious style when he's not in like something like Fast and Furious where you can kind of get him out of the genre I guess or The Conjuring where he's a little more into like a vintage style where he has to kind of be a little more restrained I just think he's like worst tendencies take over and and like and honestly you kind of see that with Conjuring too, as well like I from beginning to end I feel like he just mistakes. Style for like roller coaster shots and like mm. you know and he's always it's it's always distracting to the story too because you're constantly like looping out and like moving sideways or going through someone's eye and like I mean even in dread silence he does it for no reason you're like okay we're gonna zoom out of his eye and then we're staring at the kid in the the interrogation room and then like one of the problems I also have with it is like you never really get a sense of place like. You know, in most of his films, he usually has, like, three locations. He has a giant home, which either is a gothic set left over from Dark Castle Entertainment or a copy pasta home from outside of Toronto, or it looks like. Or he has, like, a grungy set that, you know, would have been used in a disturbed music video. Or, you know, then you go back to these cold, complacent, nondescript precincts. I was going to say you missed, I was going to say precincts. Yeah, that never Losses That never pay for the electricity. And like for me, it just, <laughs> I just can't, I, the, for me, it's just such a cold removed world that like, that that doesn't have any style or substance. Like you were saying like, this doesn't feel like it has much. And I've seen a lot of people praise its production values
0: for this movie, but like, I don't know, man, I, I can't, I just well, can't buy into it. I think it. any of the production values get bogged down into just how awful it looks yeah well it and it just like looks this this muted it's like this gross gray but and I think I have, it's deliberate because they've got like the cars and the and the and the uh the curtains that kind of pop red, but it doesn't really it's not really effective when the also, rest of the movie is just totally just gross gray flat looking well, yeah movie, I was gonna you know?
1: say that of all the films that are locationless this this being set in Raven's Fair and the lost lake location. They like shoved that down your throat so much during this movie. I kind of had to laugh because I always think of like, where is Saw take place? I know what city are we <laughs> yeah. in? And this was like so specific as to the location and the lore and the legend behind the town. And I was like, is this a? To-? It didn't feel like the same writers, you know. But um, but yeah, it's right from the get go, just that weird muted slate gray like filter on everything, and 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 like you just said, Justin, with the red pop, like okay. But they don't yeah. lean into that really at all, except yeah. for the car maybe and, and, and the one motel. other thing. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, what What am I? And for a movie that's already kind of boring, that did not work in its favor. What, what, it what, just...
2: And what also makes it even more boring and, 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 <laughs> and something that I really stress with Malignant is that it's so self-serious. Like... It's so maudlin. It's yeah, so dramatic. It's not dramatic. fun. It's not like this, fun. Like, like these I, movies would be so much better if they acted like, I don't know, like William Lustig movies from like the late uh, 80s uh, or okay. 90s. Here's I my love this. Saw, Here's like this I
3: think the Saw movies, which I know James <laughs> wanted to do the later ones, but the Saw series <laughs> gets fun to me because it's so over
2: the exactly. top. Exactly. That's that's but that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, what, what's it, your hot take, Justin? Like, listen, this is not going to be like we did Shawshank the other day, and I was, I, I love Shawshank, so I get very defensive about Shawshank. I want to say that first. I totally understand. Why anybody would hate Malignant. I get it. Okay. I get it. Like, top five movies of the year for me. But, Mike, I think I liked it. I figured you like it because so no one stupid. said anything on the
2: text thread last night. So I oh, felt like I, I was an outlier
0: on it. No, I, I got to watch it. I was busy last night. It. I was busy last night watching the movie. Yeah, I got to watch this movie. Um, I hated so it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But, but it doesn't actually stupid. something. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. But it was so dumb. It kind of like. Bounced up and became like gobsmackingly like stupendous. Like I, I. It takes be- forever like, to no get spoilers, to that. spoilers, obviously, but um, I don't know. I was just kind of taken by it, and all the stuff I I don't like about earlier James Wan movies, like the music in them. It's like a new metal score
2: it. again. I couldn't no, fucking no, believe I, it. There was no, the new one? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's all throughout the new movie. It's It, it sounds like new metal industrial music the entire oh, time. I thought
0: the main scores is that. Hated I, I can't describe it. That bum, 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 bum. Oh, the oh, the,
2: the Pixies bum, remake bum, 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 thing with the My Mind? I don't know. I just I don't remember that all right, part right, either. This I'm is uh, yeah, like yeah, a long story I short. Mack and I like to, do, uh, love to
3: that watch it way in. Well, I'm alone on this island, so it's fine. It's cool. It is what it is. No, I need um, to uh, – oh, wait, sorry. I saw the film stars Annabelle Wallace, and at first I thought that ah, Annabelle miserable. was the uh, one in the movie. Yeah. Yeah,
0: just, I, um, all the performances are so bad, too. It's um, like the cops are once again just like – it's so bad. I was bad, begging for don't Donnie don't so Wahlberg funny. to pop up the I, entire uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, please just give me Donnie Wahlberg,
2: like somebody to fucking be fun in this movie because everyone else is just like so like – oh you know, uh, drab, and, uh, you know there was okay. a
0: lot of points that I was just going what and I, and I think you know what it is Mike for me I think I'm so starved for anything to just surprise oh, me I know even that's stupid, why I think like, everyone is dumb and as wild as this is you know I, I was just like something finally just something of, even like the movies I've enjoyed this year or in the year, a couple, last couple of years you know they kind of have the same beats right especially with like comic book IP and everything else you know it's like oh that was fun that was enjoyable at least in this one, I was like, "This is absolutely insane," and I don't know if it works, but I, you know, I'm enjoying it for the moment. You know, what I'm dreading though, Mike, Is the inevitable? What? What? Like actually, James Wan's *Malignant* is better than Dario Cintos *Phenomena*.
2: No, but people are already <laughs> doing Aren't you that. that. No, people are already doing it on Twitter. Like, like uh, the, someone on, on like I, on. I, I almost got in an argument you know, last night because everyone was like, you know, if so, I feel like you know, in five or ten years, someone's going to be like, you know, this is actually a good movie. And I was like, no, they do that every movie. Every fucking movie goes through this long, wrong cycle. We talk about it every we talk episode. About all the time. Yeah,
0: we talk about it. It's all the just time.
2: like it's it happens to every movie, and everyone was like, well, actually, you know, there's a lot more movies today, so they fall through the cracks. And I was like, no, they don't fall through the cracks because you have. Every Every, you have millions of media writers writing about these movies left and right. So you have, like, on any given time frame, like, I, I'm just trying to think of, like, any movie I fucking hate, like, from, like, 10 to 20 years from now. I guarantee I could find an article that's, like, talking about how it's, like, the best thing of that era. Like, well, Mike, we're oh, talking God. about now
0: with this era, right? We, we talk about, well, it's like Because, like, a movie comes out in 2001. Everybody hates it. In 2011, it's like, hey, you know, actually that horror movie was pretty good. And now this year it's like. That era was the best. I knew, but I knew watching it last night.
2: I I even turned to Sammy. I said, "This is gonna be my True Grit because I know for a fact that all my friends are gonna fucking love this movie, and everyone on Twitter loves this movie. And it's just uh, whatever. It is. I love it. it.
0: It's it's, for me. It's like a. It's. I give uh, give it. I give it three and a half uh, wands out of five wands. You know. Yeah. It's the second best movie. It's a second best movie.
2: (laughs) Well, look. It's it's fine. It's uh. It is what it is. You know. I have. it just totally sent me away from one at this point. It's more I of a <laughs>
0: oh, listen. By the way, but I am now able to have him in my greatest directors. Oh list. lord! But well, I guess he? the like bad news. More? This will make you more happy, Mike. This, Wait, do, we're do you have on they this. have a certain number of movies? I have to see them. The Conjuring, I have, though. I have to, to see okay. at least five of their movies, and they have okay. to, and one of them has to at least be good. I have not seen The Conjuring yet. Keep this in mind. Conjuring's good. I, I Conjuring. do like the, that's the Conjuring. But I also haven't seen like, Aquaman. You know what I mean? So all I balanced know, that's out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, guess I'm, what? He's uh,
2: making another one. So you get to add that to this
0: plate. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> James Wan, in my humble opinion, do not make this the poll quote, please.
2: Oh, Lord. Here we go. The, <laughs> third,
0: the third worst director with a good movie out of 160 directors. Who are the, who are the other two? Below the him, two Below Rob, Rob Zombie and Roland Emmerich. Okay. That's oh. fair. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The, I think that's very fair. I... I, you know, I don't know. I like what did one, which Insidious did <laughs> so Mike, we're do? back on the same page? <laughs> did he do anyway, the first one? No, yeah. I, you I, know, I, I haven't like, seen
0: that either. I'm afraid to watch not, that. Sure. You great know? scene. Like, great scene in it. Good. Go yeah, YouTube there,
3: it. I like Insidious. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, it's not my favorite. I, th- I think the best thing he's done is the swamp thing series. And, and which is funny. Cause I don't think anyone's really yeah, watched yeah, it. I he, he, James it? he was the showrunner and created it. I think he maybe directed some episodes. I'm not sure. What is that on Dan? Not I even? I I had to watch it. it. Might be different now. I had to watch it on um, DC Comics. No, no. no. The CW just literally dumped it on their website for free. It just has a commercial like every five minutes, pretty much. Oh, okay. it'll but it'll eventually
0: be on HBO Max. That's like what I'm thinking.
3: It could, because it got it, it got launched as this like bungled rollout for DC Comics having its own streaming service, which was just really poorly thought out. And then that all got folded into, into HBO. So it's kind of interesting because I think it's far and away the best thing he's done of what I've seen. But I think it's also probably his least, yeah, yeah it's his seen. Really yeah, yeah, catch up. Uh, ain't gonna happen. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, boys, nah, Dan, it's not gonna Dan, happen. Dan, he
1: he directed both Insidious films, one and two. Oh, I, I think damn. they're see, pretty. I mean, they're saying. good. They're, yeah, I, I don't
3: hate them, but they're they're they're, they're fine. You know, I don't. I, you think know what, Though
0: I, I am actually kind of determined now to watch the rest just to see if he'll drop below Zombie and Emmerich. Will yeah. he be the for I me the of, of directing? I can't speak for Aquaman, but I will say the first Conjuring. We, I mean, I,
2: I was speaking pretty highly of it. Like, this is why it's such a 180 because, like, you go a 180, a 180. Yeah, yeah. I would love it if someone like binges our episodes and goes from like me being like, you know, God, I, I think Juan was really onto something with Conjuring, to me going, <laughs> oh, I knew my fucking
1: friends. The worst. Well, that's the thing, called. though. That's Just... the thing with these with like horror in general. It you know. It's a crapshoot. You never oh, know is. what you're gonna get. And oh. I mean, there's there are horror directors. I mean, oh God, look at John Carpenter. It's, you know, some of the if you watched one of his last movies versus <laughs> one of his earlier movies, I'd be saying the same thing, kind of yeah. thing. You know, not not now. <laughs> I'm not trying to compare James Wan with John Carpenter <laughs> on on that level, but I'm just saying like you just never know. And, yeah, and all no. these movies are subjective. You know, like James Wan could pull it out and make a great horror movie next.
0: Like, like when we know. you just never
3: know. know. <laughs> but look
0: at, I mean, I we've, we, haven't, we haven't we haven't talked like malignant and he's still down. No, no, that I, I don't do think that. it's great. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's got like a. <laughs> a oh, here comes Vertigo from James Wan. I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> 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 here here Jesus. Vertigo. 2023's Vertigo. Like, this As is Wan's Vertigo. Vertigo. Aquaman. Aquaman's Vertigo.
1: I saw Aquaman, and
0: it's not very good. Isn't it like two and a half hours of of Jason Momoa. Well, it's it's
1: not unenjoyable. It's an enjoyable watch. I, I think it's it's like watchable. It's not like this where you're like yeah. checking your phone and realizing you have an hour left. But and this is only ninety minutes. This movie ninety that's minutes, nice <laughs> I know, That's what I'm
3: yeah. saying. That's a positive. Um, right? that's positive. But what, I, we haven't talked as much about it, but what you guys are saying about like how a career shift can happen. In my opinion, the other way, right? Lee Wano, like oh yeah. I, I loved Invisible Man. I loved yeah. Upgrade. And they feel very different to me. I mean, I feel like he actually makes subversive genre movies and dead silence is not indicative of that, which is why I may be inclined to believe a little bit of what he said about the studio interference. I mean, Mm. and you're right, Mac, like it's, you know, but who knows? It's easy to no, say that when your movie doesn't do well. I
1: do but. believe him. I just you're just kind of like, Well, how yeah. much can we believe? Because all it's always mm. this kind of story. Well, with and these the movies, issue you know? the big issue for of with this movie for me, and
3: there are a couple of scenes that I do dig, but the big issue for this, and this makes sense if it was written at the the urging of a studio, is that this almost the whole movie to me almost feels like an outline or a Bible that you would write for a screenplay before yeah. you write it because it is all backstory and Mm -hmm. it's this guy trying to figure out a backstory that we can see coming from a mile away and it also is honestly for me look at trilogy of terror look at chucky all i need to know is okay cool there's a possessed doll it's from this ventriloquist lady who died it's killing people i don't even need to know why it's targeting certain people i don't need to know all this lore you know it's all
0: backstory it's all backstory and 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 pitches it feels like they just took literally every possible idea for the lore from the whiteboard and just threw it all into the movie there's like multiple layers to the lore. Yeah. It gets kind being of a this basic convoluted dumb, at fun a thing, point. you know, something
1: I, I don't understand about this film is the beginning of the film. When the doll shows up, he's just perplexed about like, who sent this interesting. That's weird. And the wife seems to be like the one that knows the Mary Shaw legend and everything. And oh yeah. Within yeah, I 10 minutes, point. he's like talking to the policeman about like, in my town, there's a legend and it's an omen and all this stuff. And you're like, you didn't mention any of this when the doll showed up. Like what is going on? Like, it's so just like, it's like, it's like they put writers in like five different rooms and they all wrote their, their individual scenes and they put them all together. And they <laughs> hey, all Rashomon. say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with you though, Caffrey, like about Wano, like I, I, that, that was, it's interesting to see like the, the, the two, um, you know, split sides here because like, Whereas, like, I would probably run away from like the next James Wan movie. Like, I, I'm absolutely gunning for his next film because I, I mean, like, I absolutely love The Invisible Man. Like, I, I was kind of, I, I, you know, when it first was announced, I was like, oh great, another fucking remake. And yeah, he's doing the uh, Wolfman uh, next. So. He's doing the Wolfman, which. I don't know. I got I got kind of reservations on that because I was like I kind of was hoping that we get a different filmmaker for each one. But hey, if you could bring some sharp. I mean, if if he if he
3: gives the invisible, if he makes the the Wolfman as original and subversive as he did um, Invisible Man, then I I'd be. You know, my joke
0: was that it follows the wolf who becomes a man. And he's just it's sitting there like,
2: <laughs> just the no,
1: same opens movie, up the but just wolf. follows the wolf instead yeah, of the man. He's like getting a, re- a, a, a palm reading in a, in a tent <laughs> and, it's a- and she curses him to be a human because he, yeah. he, he shouldn't be getting a palm reading.
3: <laughs> the title's actually going to be the wolf comma man. She's <laughs> just going
0: to follow the wolf <laughs> yeah. the whole time. It's a, he's a poet. It's about poet. critics. It's about critics who didn't like Mike Nichols, 1994 movie of Jack Nicholson walking out of the movie and saying, Wolf, man, I like I, I like that. Jack, make <laughs> movie. I think that's
3: a good uh, good original horror movie. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie, James, it's a fun no movie that I'm sure Skitter
1: classic. B- both
2: of its leads uh, have never watched again. Um, <laughs> right, there's no so way Jack's
3: like I'm gonna fight
0: after the no, game. Uh, I'm gonna fire up Wolf. Yeah, he, know, my buddy Mike we're, he, gonna,
2: we're gonna stop by uh, You know um, We're gonna stop by in and out And I'm gonna pick up some burgers For the lads And we're gonna watch uh, Wolf tonight uh, <laughs> You know it's funny I ran, the Jimmy, I
0: ran the Jimmy Spader The other night And uh, <laughs> we talked about uh, The old Nichols movie we did Wolf Yeah <laughs> You know it's trash it's trash you know,
3: I
2: mean, it's uh,
1: no one no one appreciates your sense of humor
2: i invited uh, old jimmy out in the boat for some subs and sea and uh we're going to talk about Wolf. sea. yeah wait, wait, I, you see him? no like oh, subs, okay. in sea. Like subs like and sea he's Coke. out he's out in the sea like floating oh. around eating subs
1: because that's like all I can see like the letter c No like every time all he's on TMZ a boat the TMZ shots are always every, at him on a boat with like yes. Five yes, people he's, and he's always, always putting on suntan lotion But he's <laughs>
2: always holding a fucking sub sandwich I don't know if he just like gets off in the fact that he's like in the middle of the ocean and you could have like a Jimmy John's or
3: I Hope he's got a bathroom on that boat I hope do so you guys Do you guys believe the rumor that <laughs> Jack Nicholson supposedly keeps a jar of peanut butter the, by the bed because he likes to have sex all night and he just eats the peanut butter to give him protein? I believe that. Yeah, that's too weird to come that.
2: up with. Like, who would? It's like the gerbil thing with Richard Gere. Like, definitely happened.
0: <laughs> I love it. I've seen the the, well, the Jack Nicholson uh, history and I believe it 100. percent. Yeah, uh, he's a cool dude, man. Well, is that um, is that a styled like Michael Jackson's history where it's like? <laughs> History, past, it's present, and future. Story. Yeah.
3: Well, listen, uh, we've uh, we've talked about James Wan, we've talked about Lee One L, we've talked about Jack Nicholson. <laughs> James Spader off the rails. This uh, or... episode
2: is off the rails already. I love it. Well, we
3: have to make it three hours, so we yeah yeah. How do, I know, do, yeah. How, how do we get through it with, without uh, without uh, just focusing on this movie? Um, but there is someone else behind the scenes that is important that we have to talk about in a little section that we like to call "Music from and Inspired by." Now it's time for the fun part. Welcome to Music From and Inspired By, where we talk about what else, the music in this film. Um, Now, spoiler alert, I do not have a ton to say about the, uh, the, the music in Dead Silence. I'll be, if you put a gun in my head and send me to recite a motif from the movie... I could not do it. I don't remember any songs that I can give you the best comp. This was I can tell you that it was, the music was scored by Charlie Clauser, who I think used to play Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, uh, he, pretty he did. typical
0: industrial. Justin, yeah. What were you going to say? Well, um, in terms of trying to figure out what the, the sound of the music of the movie is, the music, the best comp I can make is when Coldplay released "Clocks," huge hit. Everybody loves it. And then they released "Speed of Sound," which is j- literally just the music from "Clocks" in reverse. I want oh you you're take, right, it is, yeah. I want you to take Charlie Klauser's score from Saw, play it in reverse, and it's the score for Dead Silence. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny else. Yeah. We've
3: we've danced around, not danced around, we've talked about Saw a little bit, and for good reason. I one of the things I really hated about this movie was the end. Where they finally reveal all the uh, history, the true history of everything. Like and Saw, they literally like, yeah, no. do the Saw thing. Well, and they had the same score, not the same score, but it's, it's doing like the dun, dun, you know, the like speed the kind of the sound intense.
0: version of. Saw, and yeah.
3: even doing the fest montage. <laughs> and the funniest thing was. Okay, look. You want to make Bob Gutton's character a puppet? You want to make the dad a puppet? Fine. That's a, that's a decent twist. Whatever. That's fine. I don't need to know logistically how he was somehow eating soup for the entire, movie, even though he's a puppet. <laughs> and they do this thing where he leans forward, <laughs> and they they pan over his back, and we see that his spine has been ripped down. He has a wooden lever, and we see there's a little dish to catch the soup that's going through his back. All while Charlie <laughs> yeah. K- Krauser's uh, uh, score plays. It was almost like they were like, we have to do the saw montage. Yeah, like what were you gonna say? Well, yeah, and like
2: because like if you. Do that, and you're showing them the little tray. Then, like, you mean to tell me that a fucking like wooden pole that has <laughs> less maneuverability than the the little arm thing that I have holding my microphone is going to give Bob Gunton his ways of being able to like move his eyes and his frown? And it's one of the things thing cheek, that, like, like, give me a fucking break! Like, it's ridiculous. And like, the thing
1: that cracks me up is like, this is a supernatural creature that yes, can manipulate yeah. time <laughs> and, and space. And can't and still needs a wooden pole to yeah. manipulate I mean let's, let's really look at this
0: let's if, if, if this entity, this spirit woman, I'm not even sure what the hell Amberville is supposed to be in this movie to be honest with you let's say um, I don't know what the dishwashing situation is in this town. I don't know if, if they've got people that can come over and fix it, but is she getting like palm Olive? And, like, wiping out this bowl <laughs> yeah. every once in a while when she's got a fake feed and, and, it's, the father, and it's that old. You know? And, and like, this goes yeah. back to
3: the movie because the movie does not have enough in its present-day active storyline to fill in 90 minutes. So it's, it's leaning on not only backstory, but the Saw montage and all this with the same music and everything, it goes back to this thing that, look, I can suspend my disbelief enough by that. He is a life-size puppet. The movie has done its work to establish, okay, there's some kind of supernatural thing to where Mary Shaw can make that happen. Once you start to show the logistics and explain the logistics and, and in here, I think they're just doing it for filler. But once you do that, that's when we start to go, well, wait, if he's got this like soup thing, then yeah, how do they wash dishes? How do they do that? It just, it's ridiculous.
0: I know um, how we're kind of all over the place, but who cares? You know, this movie's all over the place. But on top of that, in terms of like, I don't mind the reveal either. It's kind of a gross, it, it should be a fun reveal, but you know what, you know what yeah. the problem is? I think about something like the 70s anthology movies, like Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, Dr. Terror's, blah, 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 blah. I think of the abominable Dr. Pheebs theater of blood like these movies are so outrageous in their reveals but this movie but those movies are alive yeah oh and They're this is fun. like stone face they look great and this movie is no pun intended this movie's dead and and it doesn't <laughs> have any form to it there's no like fun tone to it so it's just kind of, here's the reveal. Isn't this crazy? And that's it. I don't know. Well,
3: and, and yeah, and when you're doing this soup thing self-seriously with the... Ser- and even the, the music's really serious, too. It, like, in addition just to ripping off... I mean, it seemed like such a wholesale rip-off of Saw. And who knows? Maybe that was studio interference. Like, oh, we gotta get one of those cool montages. Because, like, when you see that... It, when you see I the mean, montage you know, in a Saw movie, it's great. It's
0: like a trademark of a Saul movie. You're, like, waiting for it. But here, not so much. Yeah, Horgas. Gonna- because the, there is an, a, an alternate ending. And this is no joke. There's an alternate ending to Dead Silence that seems that there would not be a montage involved in it. I'll put it that way. Uh, oh, yeah, wait. We should ask everyone. So I rented what I
3: thought it was the Director's Cup, but mine did not have the... I read that ending online. I, it didn't, I don't think it actually had no, it was never filmed.
1: Stuff. It was just the... It's yeah, not yeah, out room. there. It's not out there, yeah. The, the, oh, it wasn't listen, filmed, un, okay. There's an unrated version. Let's just talk about this now, because we're not going <laughs> to... It should have been back well. in the box. Yeah. There's an unrated version that has... It says it has, like, three extra minutes. And all it is... <laughs> essentially is is a is an aspect of mary shaw's that they just excised from the film which is that you see her tongue come out and she's it's like a very long cg tongue and it's actually all the tongues of the people she's like killed and like has their voices now and it's oh not a very great God. effect you see it come out when she kills the coroner and i think you get a little bit more of his death it's maybe a little bit more gruesome The Henry guy,
3: yeah. You see it, you see, and but it's kind of in the background. It's weird. Yeah, and then you see it
1: at the end uh, with her again when she gets killed, and then you also see when he leans in, and the clown tells him that you know his wife was pregnant. The tongue comes out and licks his face. That is the that that is the unrated version, the version that we couldn't rate because (laughs) it became that much more uh, of a problem for the (laughs) MPAA. uh i don't I, understand it's unrated version garbage like it, this is not an x-rated film this isn't like a we can't figure out how to rate this it's a gross tongue it's still r it's it's, it's the director's
0: break. cut not or the producer's cut not the it shouldn't be the unrated
1: well Wannell's director's I'm, cut would probably be a totally different movie i'd actually uh, watch that now i wish you'd go back and remake this remake this movie you <laughs> it know, didn't
2: work i, I mean I'm trying to imagine what would make it like kind of an X-rated movie, though. Like if you had like a little wooden thing for like guns cock, you
0: know? just like she like, really, the puppets like, fucking. Well, just like, they like go, but, she goes but over and like, like, "All like, right, like,
2: go to the bathroom." You know, every time like, the sun oh. comes
0: over, he's just fully erect, oh, and, then, and, and he's like, "What's wrong with him?" And she's like, sorry, he's, he's been like that lately or something dumb. Like there's no um, excuse oh, yeah, for it.
2: Just, it's like, it, but it's like a, and then, j- a she, joke.
0: and then she like, cause like, obviously, obviously the, uh, her right hand is using the mouth to move to eat the soup, but her, like her right foot is like on a pedal and she keeps forgetting to take her foot off the pedal. And when she does it, that's when the, the erection drops. Uh, oh, I I've got a question for everybody. Did everybody
1: watch the credits? <laughs>
3: Uh, no. <laughs> I took that Was so there something at the end? I, I,
1: I flipped through the credits because I thought maybe there's going to be something at the end, which there isn't, which I was, I was like, "Wow, a restrained horror film that doesn't have like an after-credit sequence. And, but doing so, I, I happened to come across a song that is played during the credits called "Oh what is Who's, Who's holding you now?": Oh, uh, I get oh. it.: Is that, is that a journey byJette Neapolitan and Danny Loner. <laughs> Jeanette, yeah. um, but it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I can step in for Vanderbilt here. And there's <laughs> actually uh, there's actually a soundtrack and that this song, it's seemingly written for the film maybe with the Who's Holding You Now <laughs> concept. Oh um, God, I didn't think so about so that. So go back and is. listen, go back and give it a spin. Uh, I, I, I just, I kind of laughed because I was like, oh man, like I just thought this was going to be a positive it, score. And the, <laughs> the it says cuts. there on
3: the, on the soundtrack that there is a song called We Sleep Forever by... Eden, the band—it was a my punk favorite. band, but that was my favorite <laughs> song <of> that year. <laughs> I think that was on the Paz and Job. Hey, poll. but you—hey, listen, you appreciate this though, <laughs>
0: yeah. Mac. Jeanette Napolitano is—wasn't um, Concrete Blonde the band? Concrete Blonde. Oh.
1: I, I'm not they were, joking. And they—they I...
0: they, they were a Warner Brothers uh, oh, I signing, so I don't know, maybe there was a big fallout because obviously this was a Universal picture but i'm also
1: not not like honestly not making fun of the song i i actually was like i think that's why i keyed in on it because i was like oh like what's the song interesting and that and i was like this was not at all played in the movies it was like it was one of those things where it was like you know the 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 abandoned idea of uh song soundtracks like scream and all these movies that we've been covering and stuff and like in the in the odds i think that kind of just went away but they but they they, it's almost like they Maybe we should have a soundtrack that features a lot of like current music, but
0: they only just do one song, and they play it there in the
1: credits in the back end or something. Uh, <laughs> more like news. Very bizarre.
0: More news. When the Talking Heads broke up, Napolitano was the lead singer for the the Heads project Uh-oh. with Jerry Harrison, Chris France, and Tina Waymouth. Waymouth, so oh, there you oh. go. Do you think that's because a talking head? It's like a dummy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's,
1: yeah. did you all also catch that? Um, Denise Cronenberg did the costume. Yeah, that's David Cronenberg's costume. Oh, yeah, I
3: did. You know, I did. Not, I did. I was a I was a I was a bad little host because uh, I did not. Uh, I did
1: awesome. not. I not get, that I had that,
0: my, that's like my third note. Well, also, <laughs> well, Dan, I only I only have
1: some of this information because it's a lot of the same stuff from Saab, the cinematography. For John Harley and Eddie, and the guy it's, worked on such films as uh, *Insidious* Chapter Two, uh, *The Scorpion King*. Oh, classic He's, man, loved it. Um, he also uh, does, a, and I got to mention this again. He was also the director of photography, photography for 1994's *The Mask*. Oh man. Ah. Wow, well, know, that movie, see,
0: I don't get it. That movie, like, it, it has a lot of color, and and that looks alive, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know you what? Know, I can me. never look at the color green again. So here's gray <laughs> for the rest of my life. He like he like went
2: colorblind while doing the movie. Oh, <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> like it was uh, a
0: contrast
2: of
3: Jim Carrey's massive
2: white. Like the ah! green was too, and, and the green and the was too green, much, and then the like,
3: yellow
0: suit. It's like, ah! He's you just know, like saying in a chair now, he's like, I can only make movies in monochrome. <laughs> Chuck Chuck Russell's like, I want frame by frame color correction.
2: <laughs> who's who's the DP that we're talking about right now that the that, that that did this? Or is it the color correct what's the name? Um oh, John talking? Leonetti. So John Leonetti's like sitting there and uh they're they're you know they're out by a, a river, they're having a nice little picnic or something. And uh, you know, he's like turns to his wife and he's just like I can't see color. It's just like Amityville horror, you know, like when like uh, Rod Steiger loses his fucking sight. Like on the, I actually I think that happens in the, the church. So there goes my joke. But anyway, just imagine, just imagine he lost his color. Cause uh, I, I gotta say that this movie has none of it. It's this feels, this rivals Payback for the use of blue. Um, I do like Payback. Like, yeah, Payback's a good movie because it has well, Mad Mel in it. But you um, know, the yeah. only movie he's
0: directed, I take it back, he's directed a few movies. The awful movie Annabelle, the first Annabelle movie he directed, Ooh, that first one's oh, rough. the first one, the cinematography did. At, yeah, what, yeah. he also directed with, uh... Mortal Combat Annihilation. Oh, that, what, what is, is, that, that? Is
2: that is nato- that is one of the worst films of all time? There you go.
3: So there. What go, is folks. up with like the whole all this like creepy doll shit? I, I mean, obviously creepy dolls are a horror trope, but man. There doesn't seem much to be much differentiation between any of these, like Wanniverse and about what like I feel like all the dolls are just they kinda look the same. They name the fucking
0: puppet I, Billy in this, my even joke though it's Why a don't you just make Billy? the dummy Billy? I know. And then the reveal that the dummy's name is Billy. Well here yeah. so here's
1: here's here's my thing with that. Well, when they named when I found out that the, the name of the doll in this movie is Billy early in the film, I, I couldn't help but laugh. But then I was really, <laughs> really looking hard for a Billy cameo, and we get it. Yeah, we, no, I, we I, do. Yeah, you it. see him you, you see Billy leaning up against this, like, box or post or something when, when they're in the basement with the clown doll. And then the clown doll also kind of has what like looks a to be wise. the Billy, symbol. It has the Billy uh, soft <laughs> oh, <yes. saw laughs> circle on his head a little yeah. bit. Now, I thought at the end of the film – That the dummy was going to pull a mask off and it was going to be Billy. (laughs) I mean, look, hey, honestly, for real. I I would have bumped up
0: my rating. I would have bumped it up. I'm not kidding. I
3: would have, and then if they played the Saw music at that point, I would have bumped mine up too, because then I'm like, okay, we at least get a backstory for Billy. Although I was reading an interview with To Tobin Bell, they were asking him like oh like what would you do uh you Oh know, like he has insights
2: m- in the movie. Then, no 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 like and, th- he has he written be- any
3: of this. Yeah, No, just about like saw like Saw, he's like, Oh, I was, I, he was he was I think it would be cool if they did a Billy the Puppet origin movie. I'm like, maybe they can just retcon dead silence. But and, uh, the they did it, that
0: in one of the flashbacks. They it. You it had see him have.
1: like literally painting on it.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on. The-
1: I gotta mention this again we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Billy from Saw. My favorite my favorite trope of the Saw franchise is the fact that in in film 2 the world knows that John Kramer is Jigsaw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but for f- Six more movies, he still goes to the links to create the Billy puppet to do the videos instead yes. of just doing himself at that point. And I Billy's love it. And that's is. why I love Billy. That's the way I love when I love he shows Billy. up. So I love Billy. I love when he showed up in this film.
2: You know, when you mentioned that you had stayed to the end of the credits, which, you know, kudos to you, Mac. I, I gotta say, you know, we we don't say it <laughs> well, enough. I only watched oh. it oh. once, <laughs> so I'm
1: surprised you didn't catch it on your third I, I didn't. On the third, I think
2: on the third time, I, you know, was third dead. Time's a I, I was dead silent, but, um... I, 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 how awesome would have been if, like, you know, the credits roll, little spotlight, Billy comes running up on his tricycle. I'm saying, see you next. Honestly, yeah, I'll I'll see you. Let me throw this
1: out there: when I die. (laughs) Game at my memorial, at my <laughs> memorial, See, at my memorial came on. i want i just want one of you guys to to get the billy puppet to ride this tricycle onto like the stage oh, and yeah. just like in a spotlight before the end of my memorial
0: but then we forget to like do like a pre-recording or have a microphone so it's just <laughs> it just it's it's wheeled onto the <laughs> stage like really slow like you hear like the creaking wheels and then like the spotlight hits it and then it's like it's like 16 seconds later where we realize we haven't gone beyond as to what to do for the rest of the bit. Right. And so then like one of us just goes up there like picks it up and like leaves the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, then, and then cue Glenn Yarbrough's Roads Go Ever On uh, as they leave the stage. Roads Go uh,
3: Ever Ever On. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, I'll say we, Charlie Clouser. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I For for real, great is there anything year. we want to say about the music? Me- well, about the music? I think here's, I, his year, the here's his year. It's here's his fine. year. Here's his year. Wild
2: year for Charlie. Uh, it goes and does Dead Silence. He does Death Sentence. James Wan
3: also. Um, oh, oh, which fact, is like death, the, death kind, of the um, yeah. kind of actually, like the... That's uh, kind of like the
0: ripoff of um, the fucking Charles Bronson movie. Yeah, right? it's not. Isn't it? It's not Because the, Death Sentence is actually based on the novel Death Wish 2. But, it, but it's
3: not part of the Death
2: Wish. It's not. No. They, they
0: changed nah, the name. Of it. And it has
3: yeah. Kevin Bacon. But then <laughs> you're also... He
2: does uh, The Great Resident Evil Extinction um and then <laughs> Wait, you, you
3: kind of like the resident Evil series don't you i like the first movie and that's
0: it. Yeah. yeah never seen them yeah yeah I
2: and the first I movie mayb- that's a stretch i like eric Mabius and that and that's about it so yeah. oh, the no, salvation no, no. zone yeah it's true i mean I, I thought that guy was gonna be big never did anything but you know oh well
3: yeah. Well, is there anything else we want to say about Charlie Crowder? Uh, hey, look, Alec I, I like is working nine snails. Uh, I have one more thing. Hey, of man. course. Yeah, yeah, So
2: I, I'm looking over his Wikipedia page, which I got. I, I got to say, it's this is how sad this is. It was already in my search history because we had talked about him <laughs> and saw. So like, you know, I, you know, Charlie, I've been giving you some hits on Wikipedia, but so he had worked on Real McCoy's another night, and so I'm wondering, like. Is this movie better if at the end it just starts doing like, run away, run away, like at the (laughs) end or plays another night? Like you know, you just get at least get like a little dance number to kind of take you out, you know, and you get to say bye to Billy and his, you know, the kids and stuff. I don't know, like whatever. <laughs> is that the, is that the yeah. main character guy? Which
0: one is it? Uh, is that the one that's like, I talk, I talk, yes, I talk, yes. To you it could work. For oh wait, life the, in my dreams, the, the, with love the, so true. That was
3: always like the. Talk, that was always talk. the thing of those sort of like techno songs from this. It was always it. Was, they always had like the spoken word interlude by the guy. Yeah, <laughs> was this
0: somebody's English yeah. was their second language. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> German or Austrian. I talk, I talk, I talk, talk, talk,
2: and like the All cover. Right. Kind of, and the cover looks like it could be like Josh Homme.
0: On yes. The cover. <laughs> yeah. You know, I realize also it's ironic that he did a song that starts with the lyrics "I talk, I talk," and then he did a movie called Dead Silence, oh, which is better. all about stealing voices and yeah. that. Ooh. He runs the to be meant to be. Now, I know Rachel Reeves might be listening to this, I know she's a big Charlie Klauser fan, so, yeah, so. N- no, obviously. Hey, love look, Rachel, he's he's you know? not the problem with this movie. Also, you know, no, if the no, movie yeah, had been no,
3: better and no. had the same score, I could have even forgiven the, the, song. the score. The bizarre, is fine. The, the score doesn't was like, work
0: with nine-inch
1: nails. Was the score pulled me out of the film or something? It's totally serviceable for this film. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and the piano
2: theme's fine. I mean, like, at a time when we don't really get that many iconic themes, I'm not going to sit here and say this is an iconic theme. No. Listen, but, you could have fucking put it, in— it attempts you it,
1: attempts it, and, it yeah, and, you, and I appreciate the attempt, because ex, a lot of exactly. movies just don't have, like, an, uh, like, a theme to it
0: anymore. You could have put yeah. in Lilo Schifrin's unused <laughs> Exorcist score in this movie, and it wouldn't yeah. matter. It's true. It wouldn't matter. The movie's no, dead. All right. That's, well—
3: we're going to, uh, speaking of talk, talk, we got to move on. Talk about our next section. I actually, I have a feeling we'll see. I have a feeling this section is going to be a lot shorter than usual yeah. for many reasons, oh, Lord. um, but this is, uh, we're, we're going to go into who goes there. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name?
1: I want to know who I'm looking at.
3: What did you say?
1: I want to know who I'm talking to. No, that's not what you said. What do you think I said?
3: welcome to who goes there where we talk about the characters of the movie now even aside from our opinions in the movie there are not as many characters in this movie as there are in like you know friday the 13th or wherever else and also there's not many memorable characters in this movie i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that uh so we we don't feel like we have to spend a long time on this we can if we want to we'll we'll see where this goes um first things first ryan quantin He's the, he's like this sexy dude on uh, True Blood, right? Yeah. Like the brother He's yeah, the, brother the brother uh, on True
1: Blood brother. Brother
3: yeah. uh, is Jamie Ashen. What do we think about him as a protagonist? He, he they're sort of giving him this like it's almost like they want to give him this like hard-boiled detective role, which there's another detective, an actual detective in this movie we'll talk about in a bit, but I I I don't fault him I, I don't know i just don't know if there's much for him to glean onto other than this backstory once again did yeah, anyone have he, strong opinions about he him He's kind or of what?
0: fun as the doofy guy on true blood you know um, yeah i like him yeah, on true blood capable, I watched the first right? season. he's a capable actor but what, what's he supposed to do here nothing it's do, all backstory you know? once again it's
3: him it's him being like oh this thing this thing oh yeah this lore, this lore. yeah mike any 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 well, was, Any pearls of wisdom about that? I was
2: I was kinda of bummed out because I'm a huge fan of his uh, performance in Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Um so uh, oh, watch know. that which
1: actually, which yeah. is he? Um, he was on yeah.
0: Clud, uh, uh, the voice of Cloud the Gahul <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, can I go back? Can we do this? Oh, hi. This is Justin Clud Gerber. Clud. You yeah, didn't make that up. That's genuinely no, that's his name. No, that's genuinely
2: his name. Yeah. And the, <laughs> hey, the wasn't classic that like, Zack Snyder adventure family film. What was um,
0: Jesse? Who, okay. Quick question. What was the name of the actor who played Jesse's dad in Elm Street 2 Phrase Revenge?
3: Oh, uh, it's a cool uh, Gallagher or whatever.
2: Clud
0: Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher. <laughs> <Clug> Gallagher.
3: <laughs> I mean, I have, I know we have this sort of. Passionate defending of Zack Snyder all the time on Twitter now. Have people gone back and done the no,
0: Gahool was a masterpiece? Oh, I'm, like sure again. Those, <laughs> have. Again, I'm sure those weirdos I'm have I'm sure that. that release
1: the Gahul cuts out there. No right? joke. Snyder flick.
0: Release the I, blood cut. I, <laughs>
1: You know, originally, hey. this originally the owls of centered around an owl named Clud. <laughs> you know what's funny? I have not seen, all right, so I haven't seen Army of the Dead.
3: I think Gahool might be the only other Zack Snyder movie I haven't seen. Oh so I've God. somehow seen his discography or
2: his filmography. Oh, he's one I, of the best. I mean, uh, there is a Clud. wiki. There's a there's literally a because there's a Gahul <laughs> <G-Guhool> wiki. It's a <laughs> cool, there's a yeah. I well, I turned off my messages. Is it Oh, G- G- there's Clud page, Blood Hub. I'm sending it right now in the chat. So is he like the hunky know. lead, Al? Or
1: I think he needs to read kind of some roll? of this, Mike. I don't think just read. a Yeah, little yeah, just read, yeah, read a little bit of his personality
0: here. So Cl- about Clud. Cl- oh, it's Clud. Oh, I, I was spelling it. <laughs> C l u d. It's actually oh, K-L-U-D.
1: It's K l u d d.
0: is he the lead? He looks like the lead. Maybe so not
2: according though. to to Clud Wiki or uh, Google Wiki, <laughs> um, Clud says, "Then you don't know me at all." That's his quote. <laughs>
0: I love that's the oh, pull oh, quote. You know,
2: this is a great. Like, this give is great. Me a okay. a
0: break. So we
1: have that wait, great wait. Clud quote from Gahul. <laughs> Let me read five of the five of the Dead Silence quotes from the, the very reputable Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. Jamie Ashton says, "Beware the stare, of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls." Okay, that's that's like the quote of the movie, right? Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Rhyme, then you by have the these these famous quotes from Dead Silence. If you go looking for answers, you just might find them. Wow. Which is in. Everything ever. Thank you, Planet of the Apes. Another Jamie Ashen line. What did Michael Ashen and our family have to do with Mary Shaw? (laughs) Classic quote. (laughs) Uh, Jamie Ashen again saying, "Lisa, this is not funny." (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and then my favorite exchange between Ashen and Detective Lipton, one of my favorite characters of all time.
2: Oh yeah. What What do you want
1: me to tell you? And then Detective Lipton That's his calls. quote. Something less perplexing than a ghost story. Oh my
0: God! I and
2: can't. are the quotes. So a, somebody uh, took their time to like type those out for Rotten Tomatoes. Also. Yeah. But
0: Mike, you missed the, the, my favorite part of that quote you read from by Clud. Is it, it says that you don't know me at all, and, and I it, think there's a context of Clud declare. Listen yeah. to this. I'm not kidding. This is how <laughs> so it's spelled out. Okay. Cl- <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Oh good lord. Just, oh my god, this is, right. this is this is like your this IMDB. Like a, this yes. is like your IMDB <laughs> trivia. This is what it says. Clud <laughs> <laughs> declared to soar in his allegiance to the pure ones. <laughs> also too, I'm go, I'm going off
3: of the Clud <laughs> the Cludopedia. They <laughs> the owls and the gahool that i guess they call instead of, to you know to build the world of the goal i guess instead of calling their parents m- mom and dad they call them ma and da because this is Cl- because one of one of the quotes is this is from Anglatine. Clud, i uh. i miss ma and da i'm scared and Clud says don't be you're with me now Englatine. this is our home they really appreciate us here <laughs> oh god uh, hey uh, chris chris cameron oh, did you Christ. think that we were going to talk about
2: legends of Gohul? <laughs>
3: When you
0: uh you know or Legend- guardians of G-
3: what's it called guardians or legends it's, of G-Hul? it's called it's called lost guardians legends of the Gahool or something like that I don't um know guardians of the Gahool or something
2: God, yeah. legends God, of the guardians God of, the Owls of
0: <laughs> I, just I got, love
3: that
2: a... like if you search clud on Google you get like a shitload of drawings like so people have just been like sitting there just like drawing isn't it based the, on a the, book listen, I think it's based on yeah, a book there's a brief
0: exchange if you scroll down that page on the quotes let's do let's do it real quick I will be Eglantine, if somebody wants to do the role of Clud, I, I could be your real down. quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah Mike. Let's hear it. All right, come right. Clud, I, I miss Sma and Da. I'm scared. Don't be.
2: You're with me now, Eglantine. This is our home. They really appreciate us here.
0: Clud, please, can we just go find Soren?
2: Hey, hey, forget about Soren. Soren's weak. We're ti- Titos, Titos. Where Titos sees Nira flying over him. Pure ones.
0: Claud, I promise I won't tell anyone what you're doing. I just want to go home. All right, Egg. So we could go? When?
2: Tomorrow. Nira lands behind Klud. But first, tonight, just sleep. Reveals the moonlight. Eglantine starts to get sleepy. Classic scene. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes to the rental,
1: not only will you get... <laughs> Uh, what you paid for, but you get scenes reenacted uh, from other films that we <laughs> didn't know you <we> stumble upon. <laughs> we'll will never
0: cover. Oh man! Do like generic rip-off Hobbit music underneath yes. that, and then like and like yeah. the and like owls hooting in the background. Yeah. we need to get this. All right. I, do, I
3: actually do like owls quite a bit, and I like Watership Down quite a bit. Is are, is the Gahul Is it the Watership Down of owl narratives? Maybe.
0: Maybe. I, all I know is owls well that ends well. Oh yeah, um, man. Who else All is All right, in this next movie? uh yeah. next character in this movie.
1: Wait, one last great yeah. action quote. He, he says, I didn't come here to eat, I came here to talk. Ooh. <laughs> right on.
2: He gets to the, he gets down to business in this movie though.
3: Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets to the bottom of this uh, story that he apparently already knew. At the yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so so the next character uh, we got to talk about a uh, veteran of the Saw movies and and a lot of other movies, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, Detective Jim Lipton.
0: Hundred percent in on this character. Yes. 100%. I am too. 100% I in. didn't
3: like that it was. Well, this is why this should just be a Saw movie, right? Because I did. I'm like, ah, he's just kind of doing the detective from Saw, but he he's. Look, he's going all in. Donnie Wahlberg uh, never goes fifty percent, no. and he is ma- he makes the screen come to life a little bit. So yeah, Mac, what are you going to say about about? Lipton? Well, I was
1: going to say I, I don't think it's Eric, Math- Matthews, right? I it Eric Matthews. No. It Matthews. I wish it was Eric Matthews. I was praying to God so
2: he, they were saying Eric Matthews.
1: I know, but he's doing like I really like what he does with this character, and and it's it's so like stereotypically over the top in terms of like the non-believing policeman or whatever, but. Love how he brings the dummy. I love how he brings the dummy, I, I he brings so the dummy from
3: the hotel. Like, what did he say? He's like, oh, something neighbor, and he's like, neighbors. And he goes
0: out. and He sees he's standing right behind him. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to
3: take the dummy. I've got. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, and here's the, here's something I, I don't know much about what happened during the making of this movie, but I I guarantee there was nothing in the script that said that he's constantly shaving. I love the choice. I well, get brought well, that to the I, movie. You know why? Because it's an actual I choice. Con- it's like an actual choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: But this is the thing is that I just read that they cast Donnie Wahlberg as the new Wolfman. Oh. And so he's, he's shaving. Really? He's constantly growing hair. So
2: are you <laughs> no, saying that Dead, Silence, Dead, <laughs> Dead Silence is linked <laughs> to the forthcoming uh, Ryan Gosling starring Wolfman? Well, maybe, you maybe- know – Maybe he he's starts. A, he's Wolf a Wannel
1: favorite, and I think yeah. he—I think he'd be a shoe in for the Wolfman. Look, I—I oh, I know I, I we're kind of so. joking
3: around. I would actually watch. I think Daniel Wahlberg would be a great. No,
1: I, I actually really like Daniel Wahlberg. That's why I was saying he's too. like one of the saving graces of the movie. I, anytime he showed up, I was like, oh wow, I'm like oh, actually yeah. like genuinely
0: interested in what's going. I, on I wrote here. It. I said <laughs> the way he looks and acts is like he time traveled from a 1985 CBS detective series. Yes, I love. And it. I, said, I love. I have no issues with that. I have no issues with
3: that. Love him in Ransom. Love him in Sixth Sense. Love him in The Saw. He's great. It.
2: He's playing the same characteristics here, um, but uh, I I think that <laughs> I, whenever he shaves, oh my god, it is the funniest thing. Like, like so he's funny. in the motel room and he's sitting there. It's like nighttime, and he just like gets up and there's always a, like a small little mirror or something for him to look at. I, I fucking love it.
1: It's, well, it, it's and, so and funny. And it, leads, oh. it leads
0: to the great death of of the razor bouncing on the floor. Uh, yeah, I think it's oh, a Yeah, it's called yeah. Call, yeah his calling when,
1: card. Uh, when he when Ashen ashen when jamie ashen gets in his car and like right, like drives away he's like don't let me chase you and he goes he's like it's like, the, it's like the, the line dubbed in after the fact that you hear like i don't have a full tank of gas <laughs> like, oh. <laughs>
0: i also love oh, the man. line yeah, the mystery toy department's down the hall yeah. yeah. there's some good stuff good i stuff. so I wonder Sammy, if he wrote any of his own
3: lines on set
2: so, so, so I, I oh i'm sure he did there's no like i feel like like Wahlberg is You know, obviously, Mark has certainly, uh, you know, moved past him in terms of uh, success. Uh, But I have to imagine that, you know, Donnie's old school, and he's bringing some stuff to the table. And, like, that's the shaving is certainly one of them, and certainly one-liners as well. I was, you know, especially having watched this with Malignant, and for some reason we watched Fear in between that. I guess we were just on a Wahlberg kick. (laughs) Um, But, like, Sammy and I were actually joking that, like, and not even really joking, but we are like, kind of hoping that, like, wouldn't it have been amazing if, like, Juan had just put him in every movie? Like, But, like, kind of like what Atkins or Cyphers or even Russell is with, like, yeah. John Carpenter, where he's always in there. And But maybe he's always just playing the detective. And maybe he's just always called Eric Matthews. Like, even if well, he's not the not? same character. <laughs> yeah. yeah like the timeline's so billies. crazy anyway. Who cares? Exactly. Like, I just – that would make it so much better. Like, I, I just – he is the he is the uh, the one person I hung on, I clung on to in the three oh. watches of this movie. But much like he so, clung
0: on to Billy the Puppet,
1: yeah, that's true. So the Billy no. the Puppet, the sorry, Billy the Dummy, Billy the Kid. This is kind of like a, how many people handle Luke's lightsaber <laughs> situation. It's
2: <laughs> true. It is. Yeah, you like, get, okay, that, um, the dummy gets passed around. So the man. dummy gets
1: passed around. But now, this is my favorite part of and and poking a hole in Ashen's motives here, Ashen. He knows the dummy. He says the dummy, wherever the dummy goes, brings death, but then decides to bring the dummy with him on the road and keep him in his hotel room with him for no apparent reason. (laughs) <laughs> why do you bring this dummy with you when yeah. you already know it's a bad? I omen. know that I, I, I was, was thinking about so that too. Like, that that yeah. occurred
2: to me on like the second or third watch when he, like I looked up and I was like, well, yeah, why is he having this dummy? Like, why would you carry this fucking thing? And along? I love that he like, sets
1: I mean, him evidence up, he sets him up at know. the window. He sets him up at the window, yes. in the chair. Yeah, like, it's not just like in the box somewhere in the corner. you like, <laughs> <laughs> put him in him a out. bag. <laughs> put him in a fucking bag, like a Ziploc <laughs> yeah. bag or something. They uh, can just
3: destroy it and save themselves a lot of trouble. Well, no, I guess because Mary Shaw has other other means of it. Well,
1: you know, to his credit, he does. And first thing he does really is go bury the puppet, which is what he's supposed to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and then it's, it's it's Lipton that gets in the well, way and digs him back up.
3: Well, we've that's got it. we've got a real the biggest dummy in the movie to talk about. Uh, oh. we to, you, you guys just got back from Shawshank, and you're oh. going to go back a little bit with Bob Gunton uh, as Edward Ashen, um, aka Ventricose. I mean, any. We talked about the soup. I mean, he's fine in the movie. What else do we want to say about this oh, character Jesus. or this performance? I simply wrote "father of Jamie Ashen." Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say, do we even need to talk about the stepmother? I, I mean, it's it's Amber like
0: Amber was a was a, a model back in the arts. She she was in some um, yeah, she was notable in stuff
1: though. She was in What Lies Beneath.
0: Yeah, she's oh, the she is the victim in What Lies Beneath. Yeah, but what about so. the character? I uh, well, that's a that's a very um, <laughs>
1: well. She's a, the co- perfect, generous expression. Perfect I mean,
0: big. Doll reveal.
3: Yeah.
2: I will oh, yeah, say I with, with Gunton, it's a, it's a cautionary tale for me because how do you, I mean, I was ta- I was thinking about this the other day too, um, because we were, I was looking up, oh, this is all right. I, yeah. I'll talk about it. So, you know, the movie's dedicated to, right? It's, you know, it's dedicated to a yes, producer who yeah. died and all. Yeah. All right. So I went on a fucking wormhole last night. Oh, like looking through, you know, movies of, of his films and so i started thinking about this and it relates to gunton i swear so you look at through his movies and i saw george of the jungle 2 which greg hoff the late greg hoffman had produced and i said george of jungle 2 i don't remember this and i looked at it and that movie fucking stars thomas hayden church and that movie came out in 2003 right. a year before he was in star in um in Side, sideways, sideways fortunes and he can change nominated and so that made me think like hollywood is such a topsy-turvy, unpredictable business where nothing is fucking guaranteed ever. So the fact that, like, Bob Gunton is in, like, multiple movies that you can be considered some of the greatest films of all time, like, you know, he's in Born on the Fourth of July, he's in Glory, he's in JFK, he's in Shawshank Shawshank Redemption, which we just mentioned. And, you know, he he gets in dead silence. It's just like, wow, like... I a mean, dude, also too, anything can happen, you know. Even but you know if you're five like, I think
0: Bob Gunton, who had been working for God knows how long, I mean, at the end of the day, this was still a, a Universal Pictures movie. It so is, you they figure they probably got some change, you know. You got to eat, but man. Also, I mean, and also,
3: too, like, if you're, I mean, unless, Bob Gunton has a very, I mean, a, a career that I envy, right? Like, it, who wouldn't love to have that kind of career? And I'm sure he's very well off and everything, but he's not well off because he, like, made millions doing some no. some action lead, right? Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he's a guy who has to work. He's a character actor, and that's, well, the, that's the name of the game. What's yeah. even
2: crazier is that, like, to just to, to stress how unpredictable Hollywood is, you know, three years after this movie, or no, no, what, five years after this movie, four? Yeah, no, five. He's in Argo, so he's right back yeah. in the Oscars. Like, that's how fucking crazy Hollywood is. Like, it's just... You know, you never—it's the ebbs and flows of this industry are so unpredictable. You just but never also, know.
1: this is this is the follow-up essentially to Saw, which is very which did very well, right? Yeah, that's so true. Like, that true. I think yeah. I, if they're selling it like that, like oh, do you want to be in the next big horror franchise?
3: Yeah, when well, that then you're kind of like, oh, well. And that's what we talked about earlier. That's even weird in the terms of the careers of the filmmakers here. I mean, it's 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 kind of yeah. strange that they had this wildly successful horror movie that you know launched this whole franchise that's still going on today. Then they do this movie, which is nothing, and then, but then right after that they both bounce back. So well, I, I, I,
2: I have a question for Gunton for everyone here. Um, hmm. In two thousand seven, he's in four movies. Is Dead Silence the best movie? Because he's in Fracture. Didn't see it. He's is that that N- medical N- movie with like Anthony Hopkins or something? Yeah. And, and Brian yeah. Gosling, Gosling, the Future Wolfman, uh, Numb, which Matthew. Perry Park is in. video. No, Harry's no, in it. Yeah, it's like a movie that was directed by Harris Goldberg, um, and then Rendition
3: i don't i think I, fractures I, probably better than dead silence but i don't know i haven't seen any any of those movies so who's to say yeah i don't
2: know just interesting know. what an eclectic run for 2007 for him well rendition
0: yeah. mike is your boy jay kilmo
2: it is yeah i remember seeing that in theaters i don't remember a single thing i can't fucking believe it yeah like yeah
3: i mean at least dead silence has the the dummy that Well, i mean I, I actually we'll talk about this in scene selection but you know it has a couple scenes that i'll remember so maybe this is more memorable than yeah. this. i don't maybe know maybe
2: gun wins this year
3: so let's see who else um, I'll, we'll save her for, you know, Michael Fairman, Henry Walker, who becomes a uh, very important part of the story. He's the, the mortician. Hey, Michael, ferryman?
0: Michael Fairman. Michael Fairman. Fairman. Of, wow, f- is- of course, the Ferryman uh, pops up in Annabelle Comes Home. <laughs> uh, what oh, the river boy. sticks is that is that a thing and animal comes yeah, home yeah,
3: uh, don't oh, the boy. Uh, they share the river stick i've never seen any of those fucking
0: movies um hey just- <laughs> i like the second third
3: one To be honest with you yeah i really okay uh, it, it, she's a diet anyway yeah we can we could talk
1: yeah go ahead yeah okay so <laughs> yeah. i really love this actor actually and he's he's been in a bunch of stuff he's in Mahan drive he was adelaide niska and firefly who's like this torturer guy and he's yes. great in that show uh, too yeah, yeah. but I love the fact that in Mary Shaw's, like, Last Will and Testament, she wanted to become a doll herself and that they actually did that post-mortem. <laughs> they did it I for think, yeah. And it's like, it wasn't an open casket. Like, why? Like, it was so dumb. And then the other thing with that is not only they, they buried the dolls with her. But my favorite thing is that they actually buried a hundred small like wooden box, like caskets for these dolls separately all over that cemetery. Like there's a hundred. Yeah. They, they took the time to bury all those dolls separately. <laughs> 101 dolls. I thought that was so funny when they were going to that point to that part. Oh, gosh. Just no hilarious. breaks.
3: Just takes it i would love to see that in the director's cut just this long burial process god damn if i have to dig another three-foot <laughs> like, like how hole. many
1: more we have, we have 30
2: more it's gonna rain like, Don't, that's they're, they're that's like, you where you can put th- the real McCoy. Like another night, and it just keeps <laughs> going back like, to
0: them. To the th- <laughs> they're like
3: yeah, they like. Well, no, you made the whole six feet. The dolls holes are three feet. <laughs> <laughs> they will like, get washed away from the rain. I uh, dig. Moved I the gravestones, but you didn't move the dolls. I <laughs> dig for you. I dig. 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 I dig So wait. Another.
2: another
0: dig. It says that
2: Fairman was in a. <laughs> Who the real? McCoy, I don't. I, we must be the only person that's ever talked about the real McCoy in dead silence in in the world. Yeah, Never. we can talk this, about this Hathaway next. The, uh, real. Some the, people say this
0: is the greatest of the podcast. Some people say it's the year Which I, the, to be the um,
3: what was it, that I, compilation of all those types of songs? It was. It would. They had like please don't go, and they had uh, oh, Hathaway. It was like dance, dance, had, dance. Yeah, dance yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that all the time. And Sweet Dreams Labouche was on there three or something. Who was a Sweet Dreams of rhythm? Oh, that's a good song too. That's Labouche, right? Is that? i think
2: so yeah because they did like be my lover gonna you be, be my, my lover. lover yeah Good you know, error. You know, really, i mean
3: the roller skating music it was I, you know, I was thinking
2: the other day i was like i kind of wish we had a roller rink don't you
0: like i we, thought out we have one here, I house falling actually down but, like uh like, like the detective in this movie falling and he gets his tongue ripped out if, if i like, can uh, uh if i can go on a tangent
3: really quick one of the last social things we did before uh before covid in austin they have like just a regular vintage roller rink and we had a friend who had a birthday there and i was really worried to go because i roller bladed as a kid but i was never good at like old fashioned roller skates yeah and dude i put them on I felt so free. It was like some of the most fun I had. I just skated all night, and they were playing like 90s R and B. So I, it was awesome. Like it was really, really freeing. And um, the, I, we, I, Susan just found out there's a roller skating park near our house, so I think I might have to do it again. Become a
0: become uh, a king of the roller skating ring. I like this idea. I want to see I want to see roller skating Dan. Yeah, there's videos. Some short Susan's shorts. Video of, yeah, a dead, sure, yeah, a dead
2: yeah, yeah. silent shirt. Do you know? G- the
3: bug. Short, for, <laughs> short, short shorts with G- racing the stripes, and then. Yeah. No, um, no. Susan took video of me like skating to like a some Beyonce song, just like in a zen state. It, it was great. Anyway, that, a, a big. Uh, imagine of Dan, You're, just, talk, you're Dan. Talk you're like
0: eyes are roll up in the back of your head. You're just like skating <laughs> absently, just like following just can
1: got, y'all? Can we please talk about Marion Walker?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I,
1: like, yeah. Go ahead, man. I, I, the name was very. <laughs> I was like, I'm just kidding. There's like,
3: what else are we talking about?
1: No, but the really
3: right? Marion Walker is so similar to Mary Shaw. I'm like, God, are they going to do something? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Actually, wait. How
1: she's muttering. The silent time is here. Mm. You like, can tell there's all these lines and all these, these ideas that they were hoping would take off and be yeah. like the, 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 quotes, but guess what? That quote didn't make it to rotten tomatoes. The, qu- the quote
3: I wrote down, <laughs> um, which I thought was really funny was it's not a doll. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> when they discovered the <laughs> when they discovered the little kid from the audience, who she killed well, I'll tell him. you what when, though,
0: Judith yeah. Roberts, who plays Mary Shaw, has been in a lot. She's in a David Lynch movie also. She's an Eraserhead. head.
2: Yeah, she's yeah. also
0: in. Yeah. Um, you were never really here. <laughs> what uh, and you Silent know, Night, Deadly Night? I mean, she's she's been in a lot. What is your What's
3: your opinion on? All right, di- divorce from the movie. Just the the crappy storytelling and everything, but Mary Shaw as a villain. And let's talk about her little dolls too, because that's
2: her little yeah, dolls,
0: a yeah. <laughs> little doll. This is, what, this is like her take on her just as like a horror monster. I think the, once again, this is the air, this is especially this era. And, and what I don't like about a lot of James Wan's specifically Otts direction is every single scare is undercut by that stupid slow mo slash sped up shutter shot stuff. Oh, the, like the thing they like did, the montage too. Yeah. I mean, like, Just, just leave it alone. It's creepy to see her behind a curtain. Why do we have to have like this shaky the camera? Speed up to, just...
1: the, the speed up close up to show her face. Henry... When you're like it's just creepier just having her stand. Yeah, Henry's death. It's
3: Henry's sign death on. to me was creepy until they started doing that. Like that whole yeah. scene in the in the vent or in the crawl space. Also, too, I will say. I mean, this goes back to where I feel like the movie really gets undercut by the backstories because I do think this idea of Okay, it's a woman, a ventriloquist who got made fun of. She killed a kid and then came back with her possessed dolls. That's all I need. That, great. Like that's actually pretty creepy to me. It feels like something straight out of EC Comics. So, so I actually like that flashback scene where they're showing her, you know, and, and getting mad. Like that. That's all I need. I don't need all this other stuff. I actually think she might be kind of a creepy villain if it w- it well, wasn't bogged down in all this unnecessary uh, lore. Yeah, Mac, what are yeah, you going to say? No,
1: and and I agree. Like the the flashback sequence when when the doll starts just kind of going nuts like i am real i am real and she's talking over the doll like that is really effective because it's
3: simple it's great because
1: you're just yeah it's simple and you're like this is this is strange this is weird you know but yeah the fact that she has 101 dolls wants to become a doll herself wants to build a doll but (laughs) never talks about like like being like repossessed or, or brought back through this other puppet doll uh it is bold to do the 101 doll thing because we have a hundred sequels to go.
2: And <laughs> so if I ever want to touch
1: this again, there's a hundred dolls that we could go to and pivot to. Uh, I would including really watch 101 Billy, Dalmatians. Including Billy. Me too. Himself. Woof, woof. I um, mean, hey, well, we talked
3: earlier about, and I agree with you, Mac, about, okay, okay, like remake the movies that have maybe have a good premise but could be remade really cool. Sorry, the cops are coming for me for uh, talking about Dead Silence too much. <laughs> but uh, um, but really, you know, we talked about silence. Uh-oh. Like, I think I, one of my. I love the movie Cue the Winged Serpent, but I'm like, you know, it's still a little silly and there's too many plot points. I think you could, if you wanted to, you could remake Q the Winged Serpent, make it really serious and really good. Dead Silence yeah. is a movie, no joke. Like, if they wanted to remake it and course correct, the problem is they wouldn't. They would probably just make it worse. But I, I'm like, I wouldn't mind if they did that. So I don't I know. Think I'd rather than-
0: I think that Lee. I, always, I think I mispronounce his last name all the time, and I apologize. Is it Wannell or is it Wannell? I, I say Wannell, but I, I might be wrong, Wano. too. He's and, Australian, so I'm not sure. I think that he might eventually have enough cachet. He could probably do, you know what? I'm going to reboot Dead Silence, and I'm going to do the movie I want to do. And if I would actually yeah. be curious to see that. I and would be curious I will,
3: to see that. I will say, too, because he in that blog post, that archived, archives, so you can't read the whole thing, but you can read excerpts of it um, on, the, on uh, the Wayback Machine and then uh, on Wikipedia. I will say, he said in that thing, I've learned that I don't like, you know, I only want to write stuff on specs. He only wants to write scripts that he comes up with and then sell it to a studio. And he goes, I don't think I'll work with the studio in that way again. Now, for when I read that, I'm like, oh, that's such bullshit. He's, you know, I'm like, if I look at his career, I'm sure he's worked with some big studio. He really hasn't. He he, uh, self released one thing to iTunes, then everything else has been through Blumhouse, which, once again, love him or hate him, they give a lot of creative control to their filmmakers. So, well, I think Blumhouse also
0: works with Universal, though. I, yeah. I think for distribution Boom. yeah they yeah. go through
3: universal but but i get the idea for with upgrade and invisible man that, that those seem like the movies he wanted to make very much so right yeah
2: i just imagine um, like yeah. you know he's talking to jason blum he's just like you know the, the suits aren't with you right and then like jason just sitting there i was like no not at all no i'm, I'm, I'm not like, a
0: billionaire
3: i'm not no
2: I'm, they're, I'm definitely
0: not a suit now they're it's the like, bad guys yeah.
2: <laughs> i'm the good guy and then you like hangs up the phone it's like we got them
3: <laughs> he, he hangs up the phone you, you seem like passing like a just a, a, a plate of cocaine over
1: Another piece of the lore that they add because they're adding everything to it is the whole like when they find the bodies they're like posed for family portraits oh, and then and then they he's he was taking the pictures as the coroner and you know, he's like coming up to these crime scenes as a I, it was like that was such a throwaway thing. They never do that. The rest of the movie, <laughs> but, but yeah. like, I guess, maybe the first like when he finds the wife in the bed, she could have been. I guess she was kind of sort of. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. So
2: let's 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 talk about oh real quick about the portraits because like when I when I think about when I see those portraits, all I think about is like when you go to like not even like a good Halloween store, but like, you know, you go to CVS and they have like a section that's like Halloween, like, you know, like the one yeah, I go to yeah. every day. And you see like a little cool little mirror that you can get for five bucks. And it has like a, a little hologram effect. And then they turn into like something that's kind of funny and spooky. Never once do I think anyone has ever really hung that up in their house to scare anyone, you know, <laughs> like to actually like, Oh, I'm going to put this up in my house and I'm going to scare the shit out of my neighbor. It's like, no, it's just a fun you, you know what thing. that is,
1: Mike? It's just- Those things are only ever found at like... In the windows of, like, dry cleaners. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Random, random weird side businesses that are, like, attempting to, to, to dress up for Halloween. It's <laughs> yeah,
2: true, though. Yeah, like, sh- eh, we should probably get some stuff up here. Uh, do we have a Halloween Like, like restaurants moniker? that have
1: no business dressing up for no, Halloween. No, where it's like, you, you know, know, it's like... Like, like, a, like,
0: an Indian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Any,
1: you know, like, just, like, random... And then that's, like, always, like, the one
0: decoration they have. It's like... Yes, look, it's, like, what? like what? one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. They, and they didn't do anything for the first 30 days. Yeah. so then like they, on 31st they were like ah we might as well put something up Rip this time, you know yeah. and will, it
2: still has like the sticker that says like 7.99 on it and stuff
3: um man. But no. do, do we have any other characters that we want to <laughs> not really talk I mean, I mean, like, I mean, about lisa
0: i can't remember uh not really no, uh, no but i do need to yeah
1: um well, like, We will like her but she's only in the movie for like yeah she's only in seconds. the pro- yeah um, i actually like their relationship
3: yeah, I actually thought they did establish that pretty well. Like, they're like a cutesy couple. Yeah, but I, we do. Oh, we you did know have... the
0: restaurant he went to? The Chinese what? food place he went to? Puppets? Was, I'm not joking. It was a, <laughs> it was a ka ka something. A little yeah, Stephen it King was. Connection. Oh, a little which, shit. Which
2: is that? also in Malignant because I feel like well maybe it was just because no, I've watched both
3: of them at the same time it's kind of so, funny how we did Ste- saw, it, yeah. all bleed, it all bleeds wait are together. you saying it's are you saying it's Ka like K-A that's yeah. like, a yeah. or are you because Stephen King in his 70s books uses the word Kaka for no, shit no, it, it's, it's
0: two words <laughs> Same word, but twice. Not not, kind of this, not, one word.
3: It's kind of funny for a guy to use the word caca like poop. He named God after, or fate after. Hey, <laughs> yeah, after, maybe yeah. it's telling. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, uh-huh. speaking of caca, uh, we have to move on to our next <laughs> section. No. Actually, uh, yeah, well, we'll see how we, what we say about it. Uh, this is what we call. Actually, Justin, you do the voice. You're, you're always good at doing the Oh, the sure. I love voice. to. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Great graphics. <laughs> What do you know? A beat my
3: high score. <laughs> hey, speaking of which. Hey, there he is. We got Freddy on our pod with us. He's back. puppet. The dream demon himself. This is called Great Graphics, where we talk about the effects of this film. Now, I it's tough because I actually think that it is one of the stronger aspects of the film in some scenes. But in others, not so much. So, like, for instance, I re- I actually really think just the simplicity of seeing the doll there, seeing Billy there, and seeing his eyes move towards yeah. other people. Great. That creeps me out. Um, what about you guys, though? If you had to pick a great graphic, and also, what is your thoughts? Or what are your thoughts just on the special effects in general? I think uh,
0: now all those dolls that we see would just be CGI, but it looks like they were actually, like. Made. Yeah, they built creepy dolls.
3: And I think the design of the actual yeah. dolls themselves is, is creepy. Yeah. I well, know. it's
2: just weird because, like, so much of this movie is CG. Like, when you see, like, a lot of the deaths, it's like almost like this weird sort of postmodern CGI that I think David Lynch does to better effect, where it's like garish, but when almost he ironic, does it, you know? Yeah. When he does it, yeah. it's like, it's kind of a little like uncanny, val- like really uncanny valley where you're like, oh, weird, this is odd. It's like a Windows 97 screensaver, it just became part of real life. But, like, with this, <laughs> It's really trying to be earnest about it it's like when you see like some of these open mouths it's like why can't you just do that physical like why couldn't you just do a physical version of like their fucking mouth ripped open it just feels so like when a, i think about yeah. like you know, like the, the ring yeah.
3: and candy man they do that the original came in it's it's super creepy yeah. what are you guys thought i this it's rare for me to say this in a horror movie i kind of wanted less of the cgi mary walker stuff i actually wanted to see more of billy i i, yeah. I kind of felt like we were owed at least you know, in *Child's Play*, right? You see like the hints of everything, then you see him finally come to life, and I feel like we never really get that with Billy. Obviously, he's supposed to be doing these mm. these mischievous deeds, but we never get to see him actually be animated. Yeah, Mac.
1: This is the strange thing, and I and I I liken it to Saw, right? So, Saw has like five villains, right? You have you have John Kramer as Jigsaw, you have like. Spoiler Piggy, alerts coming Piggy up here. Saw. Piggy yeah, saw, yeah, like you don't find out in the first movie. Piggy saw, and you have like Billy Pig saw, and That's then funny. like there's like multiple fat, multiple like conduits essentially, and then in this movie is the same thing, where like apparently Mary Shaw is the woman, uh, is is the the stepmother, so why is she still a, a ghostly entity outside of that body, and then also working through Billy. Uh, it, it's just, it's very confusing. Yeah, it's A lot.
0: Like, I was gonna say maybe if I watched this three times, I'd figure it out. But even Mike couldn't figure <laughs> no. it out. So I feel like there's no way. <laughs> be so it would be funny. where
1: like Ashen is at the house with her alone. Ashen. Why didn't she just kill him then? Like, what's the, why draw? You're gonna draw this out so that he has a, a actually has a chance to burn all of your dolls. Like, it doesn't make any. It, it would be funny so if this stupid. becomes like
3: the 2001 of horror movies. Like, yeah, what do you what do you think the what do you think the multiple
1: <laughs> you know, dolls oh are the, yeah, oh, the, the, the stargazer? But, secret but do, or the star.
0: But like the, the star tree uprooting Siegens. the theater. What does that represent?
1: But graphics wise, I I think um, the the practicality of the dolls, like you were saying, like just the simple movements of the eyes and stuff like that. You know, you don't have to try to make dummies scary. They are like clowns now at this point. Like you just have to show the doll standing there, and yeah. that is more that is more frightening than anything else you're gonna do with these tongues and all that stuff. Whatever. 100%. Yeah. So it's like, so so I appreciated the the restraint on in that aspect. So whenever Mary Shaw shows up, you're kind of just like, eh, this just feels like every other ghost movie now. Well,
2: like think like, of talking Tina, you know,
1: like they
2: don't yeah. make talking Tina doesn't like move or anything right like in, in the original Twilight Zone she, she just
1: shows up in, or a shadow or this or that and, and that's all you need to do you yeah. don't need yeah. anything else and I honestly, mean I they and don't honestly, really do that with, with this puppet with Billy they don't do that yeah. you don't see him walking you don't see him talking or doing anything CG wise really but I wouldn't have minded if we saw like if, if we
3: traded out all the stupid tongue CGI stuff of Mary Shaw for like oh we get a little bit more of Billy I, I feel like I wouldn't mind that just because I think ben, it's so much
0: they reinsert all those shots for the tongue strips to come out, but instead it's just like multiple Billy dolls coming out of her mouth.
1: They did it. You well. know what, what I think he, of? You? I always think of that sequence in Child's Play 2 when he kills but the teacher. This piece of shit. No. And he, and he, <laughs> I love that line. But when you he too. comes out of the out of when he walks out of the closet with the the ruler, uh, and, yeah. and, it, and it's all oh, practical, yeah. and That's he's good, just like yeah. kind of like walking like, hunching towards her, and he's going to uh, kill her with the ruler. And I always think of like that's really effective. I really think that that's a really kind of
0: scary sequence. And I yeah. and
1: I was like, why don't I would have loved to see Billy come to life like, in that. Trilogy. Another
0: big difference there, though, Mac, is think about how much color is in that scene, and I think how yeah, you know, drab true. this movie looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, that had... is a
2: good point though, because I feel like I mean, even just psychologically, when you have just like one color that's just so washed over everything. It becomes so much easier to discern things, you know, like where you're just kind of like, oh, well, this is it, it, it's not even just like that you're discerning anything. Your mind just shuts off because like you're not really wandering anymore. Like with with you're right, though, Justin, because like when you open that closet, there's so much color. There's so much vividness that's there. Your mind's just kind of like overwhelmed with details, even if you're not thinking about it. It is doing that subconsciously. So like when you just do a monochrome palette. Like you're doing yourself a disservice, at least in horror, because mm. it's just kind of like, eh,
0: you know, there's no. And people there's might listen like, to this and be like, "Well, so you don't like black in my well, and white movies?" I know, no, and, and that's, that's the, not, and, and that's and not. That's, it. And I was thinking about that immediately
2: yeah. because, like, there is a lot of depth, but you could do that with like darkness. But with like yes. the blue, there's something di- like disarming with the scares of the blue, where it's just like there's a sterility to it, where I'm like, right, I, exactly. I don't know. But like, when
1: you think about black and white films, like there is so much attention to detail because. Yeah. They there is so much attention to like okay well the all these colors will show up like this in black and white. There was like a lot of attention to how they yeah. dress things because in then. your
0: mind's eye you can imagine right. what that color
1: probably is. Yeah, and in this, yeah, I think it is it does do a disservice. Now the the only effect and I think partially CG. I actually really like the Lost Lake location. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I, mean, it's I think like the, the, best the, set. the out the facade of it. It's like a really kind of a cool set and yeah. setting. And I wish that we had, like, that is a, that's like a great haunted house, right? Yeah. That's like a Halloween Horror Nights I house, mean, right why that, nobody you know thought I mean? to
0: go there to look for the missing kid is one of the great mysteries as well. But um, <laughs> there he was sitting right there. But, I wonder uh, where oh. he could yeah. be. <laughs> and that was, I will say the, um, what was
1: the name of the, 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 Michael Ashen, the little boy that becomes the puppet. I thought that that was pretty effective. It's scary oh, yeah, that's not oh, that's a public. They find the corpse yeah. of the, the effect yeah. is actually
3: yeah, it's yeah. actually creepy. And anything else we want to say about the effects of the? I actually do think the effects are maybe one of the stronger points of this movie. about the doll. tongue the, stuff,
0: gu- the Gunton doll is pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. is cool. It is. I mean, yeah, especially we make fun of it. it still looks fun. You know, it looks yeah. yeah. Oh no, even I will yeah, say like the actual like, space where
3: his back is taken out is. Pre- I mean, honestly, for me, what I laughed about. They could have just shown that, just shown the back. I just, the soup thing was so, it was so mm, funny to just, me that they went out they of their way to fluff spent a lot of time the in thing. that soup, Dan. I got that palm That's olive. so funny. Like the, <laughs> the fact palm that
1: Palm olive. And they, they,
3: and they kept going for, like, first, like, oh, they showed the soup. Oh, then they showed his back. Oh, they showed the soup coming down his back. Then they showed the little dish to catch it. It's just like so funny to me that they would take such care. All right. Well, um, you know, I, I don't want any more soup. I'm filled up with soup. It's too savory. I want a little sweet something. So we're going to mosey on down to. No, wait, damn it, I ruined it. I, we skipped. No, There's that's a whole good. We,
2: I mean, that, that's still a cool sag. I, I
3: like the I, that was. I was going to can- say to the candy aisle, but we have to stop somewhere else first before we go and, and gorge ourselves on sweets And a little section we like to call scene selection.
0: Have you heard about this videotape
3: that kills you when you watch it? What kind of tape? A tape,
2: a regular tape. People run it, I don't know. You start to play it, and it's like somebody's
3: nightmare. Welcome to scene selection where just we do a little bit of a round Robin and talk about our favorite scene in the movie. I'll start us off. I'm actually torn between two, but I'm going to go with when he's taking the puppet to bury it and we see the eyes just following him in the car. That was really creepy to me. So I'm going to stick with that. I know that's not much of a scene, but that I'll, I'll, I will I'll remember that from this movie. Uh, Mac, you go next.
1: I had a couple scenes. I, I, I actually genuinely thought the opening when... Uh, when James, when was it? James Ashen uh, comes back. Who cares? No, I'm kidding. After <laughs> I mean, the wife, though, after we know the wife was attacked and then he comes back and he's in the house and you hear the wife talking to him. Oh yeah. I, I, that was a very like Twilight Zone-esque moment where I was like, oh, this is kind of, this is kind of creepy. Like, cause we know as an audience that she's not alive anymore. And that was, that kind of was interesting. But again, that was so, so early in the movie. And then I really loved seeing Billy from Saw pop up. Yes. <laughs> moment. <laughs> awesome. and then, Shared oh, universe. And then also, um, I'm here. Something that I don't normally like at all, but I, for some reason I actually kind of liked when Detective Lipton falls and then gets pulled into the darkness and mm. then pops back out. It was actually like kind of cool. Mm. I actually liked that. I was like, oh, that's kind of. Yeah, yeah. That was actually done really well, and I don't normally like that kind of thing, but it, I was actually kind of taken aback by that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there, there
3: were what I'm gonna save the, in case anyone else wants to talk about the scene. Uh Mike, you go next. What what is your what's the creme de la creme for you? <laughs> the creme and, uh, Oh and creme. it was um the Jamie club to club. Yeah, club. club. Oh <laughs> the
2: Guardians. Um I mean, you're gonna. I think of this scene, like this section is like, what are you gonna YouTube? Like, you're gonna YouTube the end. Just like go to the end. Like, go read the Wikipedia entry, and then like go YouTube the end, and then there you go. Like, that's like the ending is kind of cool because you get to kind of see like, you know, and Doll. Doll. It's kind of fun. I mean, the and Doll is kind of cool. But so like uh, that's what I'm YouTubing if I'm gonna be like, God, you know what, Dead Silence? That was a fun movie about ten years ago when I did three three watches. What, What happened at the end there? I'm gonna YouTube it. You know, and I'll watch the ending.
0: So that's for me. <laughs> Seems <guy>, yeah. <laughs> like a doll. Justin. Oh my God, where do we begin? Um, <laughs> I think honestly, I do think the opening scene is pretty effective. Not only with Ashen, whatever the fuck his name, Ashen. Even the scene with his with his girlfriend or his wife, yeah, his his, his lover, Rosemary. That whole sequence is pretty good and it leads up to his discovery. It's pretty fun. It's pretty strange, yeah. right? Um, and I also like the scene when we were introduced to not detective Eric Matthews, definitely detective Lipton. And he's like sitting on that chair shaving yeah. funny bit. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's it it actually a good folks. point. I, if, there, if, if there's
2: a roundup of, of uh, detective Eric Matthews, I'm watching that.
3: Yes. It's funny when you got it, when we keep getting his name wrong, we are like oh, who cares? Cause I keep thinking <laughs> about when, uh, uh, years ago when I worked at Groupon, Allison Shoemaker and I had an assignment where we had to go to like wizard world or some comic convention and just do like list stories. And we had to go around and ask different comic creators about what we thought, what they thought of wonder woman's costume in the movie or something. Cause I think they just unveiled that because the movie's coming out. Oh, <laughs> God. James O'Barr who wrote the crow and has had a very hard life and mm-hmm. is notoriously cranky. He was like sitting there. looking at all you know, curmudgeonly. So I'm like, I'm going to ask him. And I showed him the, the picture. I'm like, Oh, you know, James, what do you think about the new wonder woman design? He just goes, who cares? No, no, he went, he went, uh, he looked at looking and goes, I don't care. And just like went back to oh, it. So wow. that's all. Yeah. I'm I mean, just imagining, I'm imagining. It was imagining,
0: kind
3: of <laughs> was like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, he, he wasn't like mean, he was just kind of like, I don't, and which makes sense. Why would he give a shit about that? So that's what i think of. is he just like that.
2: sitting there like with like the crow soundtrack like on repeat it burnt
3: with like, burnt a, burnt little, with, like a little dude, boom dude.
2: Box next to him you know like hey uh you remember this yeah, man he's
3: he's had a tortured existence i think i, f- yeah, I feel bad for that it's guy been rough. Been rough. yeah it's been rough anyway um yeah speaking of, uh damn it I, that was such a good my soup oh, segue wait, what was is,
1: your what was your favorite dan
3: Oh, I said the, the scene where he's going to bury the doll and it yeah, like, oh, keeps yeah. looking oh, over right. at him. Right, Although right, I, did, right. I was going to say, I actually like that flashback scene. I don't love the hue it's in, but I do, like you, you were saying before, Mac, with um, her, okay. you're not sure if it's her or the doll talking and everything. I, I thought that was pretty
1: cool. Oh, one of my favorite entries on IMDb for um, the cast was 1941 Detective. You <laughs> oh, name or name anything. Like, I love it. From like the clear. movie
3: 1941?
1: No. All right. Um, yeah. all right. I'm, let's bomb. just... um. Let's just get
3: the fuck out of here and go to the candy aisle. Candy cane, come on.
1: <laughs> I knew it. These guys are so fucking horny.
3: Now, Justin
2: teased that we would maybe spend 30 minutes in this section, so uh, the, the the timing is on. Um not just joking. The, the <laughs> yeah. clock is
3: on. <laughs> I, I, and I'm sorry again about the, the lack of segue. I wasted it before. All right, so I will say this. I was in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania yesterday, and I went to one of Frank Frazetta's sons, The fantasy illustrator. His his name was Billy. Coincidentally, Billy Frizzati. He has this costume shop there that had this whole back section that was just incredible. Had like every piece of movie merchandise you could think of. I looked for anything dead silence related. Could not find anything. I did look <laughs> did you ask? Yeah, no, no, no. There, it probably would have been too expensive. Be like, I don't. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. It's yeah. James, <laughs> James <laughs> Obar
2: again. Like what are you doing?
3: He's just there. He's like, he's like, look, times are rough. I got to make money somehow. No, I will say you for anyone shit. who wants to go to this store, there's the there's like the front half of the store which is just normal, you know, Halloween costume stuff, and the back half which is just crazy ass horror stuff, like a lot of animatronics. And When you go between the two, uh, there's a little um movie character who might terrorize you, uh, it has connections to the losers club. That's all I'll say. But um, I um, did look up on online, Kujo? and uh, yeah, yeah it's Kujo, just a, an actual St. Bart- Barton. Barton Doss,
0: <laughs> it's Barton Doss. I'm still recognizable from Roadwork, yeah.
3: yeah. but uh, I, I did find online, I guess, Trick or Treat Studios put out an official Billy mask, although I feel like you could just do the billy makeup yourself Uh, but yeah i found oh really um, i
1: got trick-or-treat studios which is great they do tons of replicas and masks and stuff um but they do have you can buy the billy doll oh my not just the billy doll doll from the saw you can do that too and annabelle Can you buy the dead silence billy for a a, like a crazy amount of money like 300 or something like can can you buy the real if you're a real dead silence head can you buy the Bob yeah. doll with, with, oh, with man, new, new soup? Bowl? You can't, you can't. That would be a, that would be a mask. And it, I think it also comes with a dish and potato soup. <laughs> and you can actually eat um, it yourself. <laughs> yeah. but, How can uh, you be so something, choose? Something Mike <laughs> and I like to pride ourselves on are, are charging the toy company NECA. Yep. i come out with um, uh, figures for this. And uh, I have a few ideas. Ooh. Oh, let's um, hear this. We have, um, uh, there, there are three sequences. We have Marion Walker in, in the basement in the crawl space.
0: That's a good I'm one. From Clue. Uh,
1: I think we have the, sequ- the great sequence where Ella, the stepmom, is hugging Jamie at the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, uh, I, I, I charge, and maybe Trick or Treat Studios could come out with this, because uh, they're great at replicas, get a replica of the ticket stub. For the show for Mary Shaw's show at the Lost Lake Theater. You know I'm on board with this 100%. And this is what, what if they did
3: what if they release? because there's ton I'm sure there's tons of Billy Saw merchandise out there. What if they did tons. Billy, like a Billy figurine, but it's like the Billy from Dead Silence? It's just the same, it's just the same thing, it's but just it's like, like
1: really dirty and dusty and leaning up against the wall, lately, like Star Wars used to do that.
3: Like, oh, it's the it's like Han from this thing, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I
2: mean, it's, it's kind of wild to think that they, they have more merchandise for Dead Silence again than Leprechaun. You know, a classic, starring a classic character right. actor in the Warwick Davis. So, uh, depressing. Nekka, what are you doing? Like, Leprechaun is just I'm sitting there. at
3: the wheel here.
0: <laughs> right, It's sitting right there.
3: I want a little wrapping rap, Leprechaun figurine. It's not the Any luck other- of the Irish. And yeah, Irishman. Uh, any other? We should, we need to do a le- Leprechaun Irishman episode. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Could you, um, for a maybe for, watch me, for at the same time? What's handled <laughs> Just chaos. <laughs> um, what is
0: better practical effects? Oh, Lord. Leprechaun.
3: Is there any other merchandise, real or imagined, that we want to talk about with Dead well, Silence? Imagine.
0: You, now you've got me. Because here's, what, here's what's <laughs> got to happen. If it hasn't happened yet, next year for the 50th anniversary, there's got to be a vinyl re-release of this, right? (laughs) And everybody's going to be like, you got to hear Charlie Clouster's Dead Silence score. It's up there with The Exorcist. Oh
2: my God, there is a fucking vinyl for this movie.
0: When did
1: is it come from, out like, oh, no, Never, mind. Or, oh, never
2: mind. It's Billy Talent. He has a big If there's has, like a Mondo
1: a release for this, the Billy things. Talent, to the artwork is really cool. Wait, <laughs> oh, now wait, sure. were,
3: were you getting Billy Talent confused because of Billy the <laughs> Billy? The no, th- <laughs> actually, that, that's a good point,
2: though, but it is Billy Talent. The great Billy Talent, uh, I believe a Canadian singer. I don't know. Anyway, he has an album called Dead Silence. Maybe because he saw the movie, and was like, "Hey, that's my name, Billy." Yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a good. good Is it
1: centered around the events of Ravens Fair?
2: I I wish. You know, I I think it's back one
3: Ravens Fair. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole concept album (laughs) based around that.
2: They don't have it on vinyl though. So hey, look, Mondo Waxwork, the race is on.
3: Let's do it. This was it. shout factory. They do vinyl at all. It's just DVDs. Usually no, they don't, but look,
2: um, we're not, we're not sponsored by this. So, you know, don't no no shouts to us, but uh title currently has the dead silence
3: album uh, to stream. And so to Spotify oh, can and Apple. To it. So there you go. Go there you for go. It. All right. Well, we've, uh, we've, we've stayed at the fair. Probably a little too long, but who knows? <laughs> who
0: knows, who knows? Yeah.
3: It's uh, it's time to uh, go and get our final thoughts at a little section we like to call Checkout.
0: Get him out of here.
1: Bye. I'll fix you, Venkman. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to get you a nice fruit basket. I'm going to miss him.
3: Welcome to Checkout, where we go to the front of the video store to... I guess check out a new movie because we're moving on from the old movie. I don't know. D- you yeah. know, we, I guess we have to solidify our own lore. <laughs> here, <please. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let's start with Mike. How many uh, are we doing? What are we doing for do Gus how many? Like, sorry, my doll, my dog keeps uh, jingling his collar.
1: Let's like, do Hank. Oh. Let's. let's do Hanks. Hanks. Is Hank actually controlling your voice right yeah, now? Yeah, right. <laughs> <It's> Hank
3: puppeting <laughs> me for the back. He's like From holding do- dolls, the, the thing, like
1: L- little little dolls or
3: soup bowls or the, whatever you want to do. Yeah, let's how do many, Hank. How many? Let's yeah. do Hank's. Hank, Hank. How, how in, many in Hank's would you dogs. give? <laughs> I love it. We're giving him like the worst movie. To I yeah. know. Mike, how many uh, Hanks would you give Dead Silence, and why?
2: Well, look, you know the fact that I've seen this movie three times uh, in a month, um, and again, mostly because uh, no matter how hard I tried, I just kept wandering um, anywhere else. Um, it's a staggering achievement that I'm that I'm pretty proud of. You know, I'm, I'm I think when I die,
1: a gravestone, right?
2: And we get well, gravestone too. It's going to be on my gravestone. But when I when we get one of those <laughs> kind of cool checklist compilations that you get you know you round up in the afterlife because for me the afterlife is albert brooks is uh defending your life i'm gonna have a nice laugh with my you know on the bad decision the bad life decision i had of watching this movie three times and uh and i could wax nostalgic um about uh donnie Wahlberg with uh whoever my life agent is at that time so for that i give this one hank you know, this uh, is out of, five hanks. out of five hanks, Yeah. One Hank out of five hanks. you know, so kudos to what I'm going to some great
3: icebreakers for when I die and I'm in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin, how many, uh, how many Hanks, uh, will you give dead silence mm. and why?
0: Well, I'd like to have Clud speak for me, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I can go take a picture for the joke for the Justin's people who can't just see just posted
1: a picture of Clud as his screen. Oh my God.
3: Wait, it's not showing up for me. Hold on. Justin just just disappeared for me. Yeah, it disappeared for me, too. Oh, Oh, the photos should still be there. I'll send you the picture. I tried to to update my Zoom or something. My my, my,
0: my good Zoom. Mac, take a picture, please. Uh, This is very important. I need to get this out. Uh, I would have to give this movie one Hank out of five Hanks. Uh, James Wan, ultimately, is just uh, he doesn't really do it for me. Granted, I have not seen The Conjuring. But again, I haven't seen Insidious or Aquaman, so I think things balance out for me with Mr. Wan. I uh I think this is a very flat looking movie. I usually am very excited about a ninety minute horror movie, as opposed to, you know, these two and a half hour epics that we're getting these days. But even at ninety minutes, I must have stopped it twice to just to get away from it for a I second. I mean, if it feels <laughs> like two and a half hours, it doesn't it matter, does. you know? It really does. <laughs> yeah. It's not like yeah. it, it, I think I had another complaint about this is, compared to Scream Three, this is Scream Three is Scream, but you know, as I said, like as act as as much as that's going on in Scream Three, I'm never really engaged with it, and I feel like even though it keeps that sounds keeps moving along from like plot point to lore point to plot point to lore point, but I'm never engaged with it. No, I'm never.
3: Well, I'm never the movie with never really
0: character. Because I don't feel like there's anybody to. There's no avatar to really grab onto. Because I feel even. The character of Asher is so boring after that first five minutes that I'm just kind of waiting to see what the twist is going to be or the big reveal. So yeah, one Hank out of five, one Clut out of five. I mean yeah, I, yeah, and I, and I feel
3: I feel like the movie even not even just like oh the actors are bored or something. Just from a story standpoint, I mean there's not it's it's so much engaging with the past that I feel like. There's not much business to be done. Oh, oh Justin's back. Clud is gone. Clud's gone. I sent it to y'all. There's just not a lot of uh, engaging with the present, which I get, you know, a lot of this movie is tied to the past. But yeah, once again, I feel like it's all the backstory and not much else. Uh, Mac, wh- how many Hanks are you going to give Dead Silence and why?
1: Uh, I'm going to give this uh, one and a half, um, one star for Detective Lipton mm-hmm. and the half <laughs> for the, the, the grand effort. Uh, at trying something new in an age where there were remakes were coming out <laughs> no it 's a one and a half it's just not it just didn 't do it for me. really struggled. I think I was twenty minutes in and just felt like what is there left to do <laughs> and there was an hour left of the movie yeah uh, it's uh it's a it's a, a, a true slog, um, definitely not my favorite wand there's there's much better wand going on in the conjuring and and I think you just need to live in that film. Uh so one one hank and a half um and maybe maybe some tongues on top. Oh wow <laughs> To, to weigh, weigh it down in the in la, lost so that never resurfaces.
3: <laughs> I will um you know I'll be a little bit generous. I'll go ahead and give two hanks to the movie. maybe maybe he has like a little bit of soup stuck to his butt. Or something from trying oh, to Get Fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what what y'all have said, I do think there are a couple of scary sequences, and I actually really don't have a problem with the overall concept of this movie, which is why mm-hmm. I wish it was a lot better than it was. I I think that I am a fan of creepy puppets. I like The Conjuring. I like Insidious. I really like Swamp Thing. So, and I, although I'm actually not as big a fan of the original Saw, which is James Swans is the only one he's directed. I do like that series, and I like what that launched eventually. Um, but yeah, for everything you've said, it's just—it's so much backstory. It's dull characters. The whole hue over the movie just doesn't do it for me. There are a few good sequences. I like Donny Wahlberg. I just wish the movie was having more fun, and that you, I forget who said it—just that it felt more alive, even though it is about puppets and a, a deadly. I guess so yeah. I'll do two. I don't know. Was it come out like a one and a half for overall for this? Not
0: good. Not a fan. I think it's one point three seven. <laughs> Hank's out of five. I think this is this might be our lowest rated rental. I think. I think done. it might be. Yeah. But, but we Yikes.
3: sincerely, Chris, we do want to thank you for suggesting yeah. oh, it. Oh, I love doing.
0: I, I can yeah. talk
3: about bad movies or good movies oh, in equal totally measure. Right. That's, That's fun, right. that and, and fun, I yeah. and I do completely agree with what Chris said about this is a very interesting era. It's like not quite toward the mm-hmm. Renaissance we we're in now, and it, but it's also not like in the. Scream heyday either it's this like little weird period between all that so um, and you thank better you be for careful
0: because see- people say remember people get really upset on Twitter when you say that they, they say horror never went away remember that, that whole, that whole <laughs> sure.
3: I mean it's like yeah okay yeah I mean there were like you said there missed twenty eight weeks there were some films that were good that came out during this time but this idea of it being the dominant genre back then it certainly wasn't i was don't not. think it was I yeah i agree with
0: you 100%. 100% yeah yeah
3: um yeah so anyway um that, those are our thoughts on dead silence um but let us know your thoughts of course And if you are a patreon uh let us know what you would like to see for the rental uh there are lots and lots of options out there it was interesting that we got this one i'm I'm curious to see what other one offs we might get it was good timing future. too
2: you know yeah because as, as much as yeah. I, you know and i and i i apologize for getting a little uh Heated about Malignant. So, you know. Um, a- can't a- wait to watch a- it. A- classic. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but. Like, like
0: you're like, you didn't like Citizen Kane or something. <laughs> like, I, know, I, guess, I know. I did like Malignant.
3: <laughs> I really know nothing but, <laughs> about it other than I feel like Malignant, Sinister, Insidious all kind of mean the same fucking thing as a word. So I it really I does,
2: actually. If I, you I it, it, it. Yeah, sinister. Sinister is really I, good. Sinister is really I,
3: chilling. Um, is it on HBO or something right now? I think it was. I watched it last year on HBO.
2: I wish somebody would have that for us. I love Sinister. Hey, you to watch, watch it, yeah, it's really good. I, it's, it's never
1: really streaming. It's, oh, it's on Sinister Hulu right two now. Two is always streaming. Oh, oh it's on yeah. Hulu. I, I, Hulu. I, I think Hulu. totally watch it. though. H-
3: Sinister's Two certainly is not as good as the first one. I, I think it's oh, not though. great though. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, but it's the not first I, I, really the, the first one is like a genuinely unnerving horror film and it also i mean you got ethan hawk and james ransom so it's just the performances are just kind of out of this world
0: hawk is so so good in that first very good in it Um, yeah yeah you get really great actors in these roles and usually they can do something with yeah yeah and it's
3: it's a good character piece too. you feel like you really get to know him as a protagonist so that's that any plugs that anyone wants to mention or at the very least tell people where they can find you on social media mac you first
1: Well you can find me at McKenzie underscore <laughs> No. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but um uh, but Wolfman, Wolfman Mac, Mac, if you look me up. <laughs> and uh, uh, where I, I've been on a real horror kick lately and uh, and 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 I gotta say um my recommendations right now is uh, if you go to Tubi you can watch the first three subspecies films if you oh, saw yeah. those films. A Radu, vamp, uh, the, uh, the uh, Dracula's son, Radu. Um, I used to have great. an action figure of he, him with the is, little red he guys. He is just fantastic. He he's so fun. I mean, if you yeah. want to watch a f- a fun <laughs> entry, uh, watch those flicks. We um, haven't done
3: any of the full moon stuff yet. I, I I'm surprised. Yeah, like puppet Master. Really. You know, that's, that's there's some real way. gems in
1: there. That's on its yeah. way. I bet.
3: Look, if you want to, if you want to request a good puppet movie, uh, request one of the first three Puppet Masters. Um, I would love to do that. Hey, I hear hey, the later hey, ones Master Four. Good. I
0: like Puppet Master Four. The totems? The, 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 with the yeah, when they, they, they become yeah. kind of good guys on that one.
3: I don't like when they're good. I like it. Well, they're kind of good in the third one. They're
0: killing Nazis, I guess. Yeah, they're, yeah they're pretty good. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, just, yeah, you and, were kidding. Yeah, there, is
2: is a, there is a, a, a Radu action figure.
3: Yeah, yeah, I used to have it. I, I don't wow, know why nice. I saw I, Man, some of my action figures I sold, I regret that. It looks now. pretty cool. Like, it has like real hair and everything. It was cool. No, it was really cool. I still have all my Puppet Master Full Moon figures, like Pinhead, Leech Woman, Torch, Jester, Blade. I could go on and on, like Six Shooter. Yeah, Susan around the corner is like,
2: I told you to get... rid of the and like, you know, she's like i thought you got rid of those where real are talk
3: because i mean we're in, a, we're in a much smaller place now being in new york than we were before so a lot my um most of my action figures are boxed up at my
0: parents place in pennsylvania so it keeps, more and more keep disappearing as, as the moves and, uh, go on Like, uh, are you, you going to be yeah.
1: buried with your toys yeah, I want to be married with my box figures and my puppet Do you puppet want to become a Radu suit. figure
0: when you're dead? Do you want the. He, cor- he's pretty <laughs>
1: studly. He comes with the little red guy, the little red. Well, I actually, I did. didn't want to say this earlier, but when I do die, I've asked the coroner to turn me into Radu.
3: Oh, wow. I <laughs> love it. You could do worse in the afterlife, man. He is good, he's good looking. I'd rather that than like get turned into like Castle Freak or something like that Oof, from Full yeah. Moon. Uh, Justin, where can we find you and anything you want to shout out?
0: Well, you'll see me every once in a while posting on Twitter, but. I don't really engage that much anymore <laughs> with it. So it's more like a. I usually just play a, a game of ding dong ditch where I'll post something and then get the hell out of there. <laughs> but I'm definitely still on Instagram a lot. I'm not posting as much these days either, but I, I still feel mentally sound, you know, scrolling through Instagram as opposed to Twitter. Or any yeah. Instagram media is a lot more wholesome. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, obviously on the losers club as well with everybody else here. And we got a lot coming up there and we got a lot coming up on Halloween. these. It's gonna be. Can't wait for October for Halloween. No. I feel like it's gonna be. A oh big man, one. I'm getting yeah. stoked. I I just going to my parents in
3: Pennsylvania, which is just a little bit more autumnal in general. Um, we went to this like bakery. They had all their Halloween stuff out. Went to this uh, costume I love shop. It. it was it was like the. Fr- I mean, it's not like cold cold out yet, but it's like getting right to that spooky season. So yeah, I'm. I just excited. picked
1: up. I just picked up some Halloween uh, decor. I mean, oh, just, I'm, yeah. I'm getting 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 into the season. Doing early, really, man. I yeah. I will say I don't know if it's because of
3: COVID and just and because we were still in the thick of not really. Being able to socialize much less Halloween or what, but I felt like the Halloween decorations everywhere were great last year. They were. I, like I felt like yeah. I, we, I felt like everyone did Halloween right, probably because we couldn't do much else right in this country. It was the way to right? like right? express
1: <laughs> yourself and you no, it know, was, like, and, and it was. I think a lot of houses and a lot of people were doing that so that because you're going on all these walks essentially to yeah. outside, and so people were really able to enjoy that stuff and see a lot of it. Yeah. That even if they had been doing it in the years prior, maybe they didn't see initially. Yeah, It did see. It felt more individual. Yeah.
3: Where, where'd you go to get some uh, stuff?
1: You know what? Right now here in Chicago, the only place that's really got a decent amount of stuff is Michael's.
0: Oh yeah. Not okay. Michael. That makes sense. And, yeah. Not, not Michael. Michael. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, Mike's
1: probably got some good um, stuff. But I did notice that uh, as opposed to last week, this week, uh, target and some other places have started putting out a lot. more. Oh stuff, really? So, I was wondering
2: yeah. about target. Yeah. Cause I've been like Jones and to go over there. Cause RJ, RJ,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Mike, uh, where can we find you and what do we have
3: coming up on the pod?
2: Uh, well, you can find me at Big Lots. At Big Lots, uh, we you know been doing a lot of great stuff there. As uh, as Mac mentioned, uh, our competition is uh, putting some stuff out, and we've got our Halloween stuff coming out there. So if you want to get a really cool inflatable uh, mummy, uh, we got a clock that has uh, some you know Frankenstein arms and stuff. So you know just come over to Big Lots. Um, Mike, correct
0: me if I'm wrong. You're the guy that also sets up those weird like giant metal gates that has all the throwaway items in there, like giant rubber balls. Yes. Uh, yes. Skeletons. Skeletons. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. know. You, you get some I will really say fun stuff. Under,
1: underrated though. I say if you want to find some cool uh, uh, Halloween stuff, Home Depot randomly yeah. ends up having a lot of stuff. They've got can't, pumpkin nails.
2: Can't uh, they? They <laughs> do have pumpkin nails, and uh, I can't say I can recommend uh, Home Depot on Good Conscious. They are a competition of Big Lots, but um, you know, look, we we're a small company. Our CEO Bruce Thorne. Uh Thorne mm. is uh if you if you are a Halloween head like I am, uh the, the curse of Thorn, you know, he's uh, mm. he, he leads our company. Um, you know, all hail uh Bruce Thorne. Anyway, you could find uh us at uh at Halloweenies pod and at losers club pod. We got a lot of spooky content. Look, let's we'll just go out and say it. I mean, because this is the last thing that we're gonna be running in uh September. We're going to Haddonfield in October. Yep. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We're going back to our birthplace, which is exciting, because um, well I'm sure we're all probably going to be polarized on, on, our, on our choices here, um, on our opinions, you know, we always love uh, reuniting with uh, the old Shapey Shape. So, uh, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: When I think too, I uh, you know, we're really going to try and honor the franchise and the past and what's come and, and you know, but also forge <laughs> a new path forward and, and maybe comment on some social issues. I'll, yeah, oh, I'll, absolutely. A will Order for a Slasher sequel. I
1: know.
0: we might even geniusly predict the future like some people have done. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Excited. I'm, for, I'm so, so excited, though, for I feel I'm like
1: called. we've had enough distance now from the Halloween franchise, having done these other franchises the last few years that. I'm actually like excited to rewatch some of those movies again this month.
3: Oh yeah, no, sure. I'm too. I'm, I'm, too. I'm
1: yeah. I joke, but I'm I'm really
3: excited for Halloween Kills, even though I I, I know we're gonna get into it, but I, I am stoked. Love Michael Myers and and that Halloween store yesterday. They had all the different masks from all the movies, including the burned one. So. No, like so, Daniel yeah. De
0: Laurentiis over here. I know,
1: well, right? right yeah. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> are, Dan are, you I the, uh, are you gonna purchase the firefighter calendar? That uh, Michael, you could oh see Michael slowly, every, each month coming closer and closer to killing the, the hot firefighters.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> idea, actually. That's yeah. actually a really good idea. <laughs> for real, that would be a good like charity thing because they always do this for charity, right? For the firehouse, you gotta do have that, like, just, like full, a different f-
1: full dong. I mean, The different, like, kill. But but the the difference is December comes, you think he's actually going to kill the firefighter, but it's actually just Michael, like, looking really hot with no shirt on,
2: (laughs) but still has the mask on. And he's like, I got a present for you.
0: You see a picture? (laughs) I shared a photo. It was somebody photoshopped Jamie Lee Curtis doing the strip. The stripper thing. Oh, and True I Lies love that. that was great. standing in front of the the Halloween Michael Myers.
2: Uh,
3: <laughs> 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 That's good. That's really
2: funny. Uh, gosh, well, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, it, you're going to be in uh, Chicago in October.
3: Uh, I will. Oh, like, right, right, a week right.
2: before the movie. I wonder if uh, we're going to get screeners by then.
3: Oh man, that would oh, be, God, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, and the I could see it either that Friday or Saturday. I mean, if if they do advanced screenings, that would be amazing to go to go do that.
1: But uh, yeah. we had to or, do a little Halloweenies get together. Yeah, we'll do you know, something. We'll do something. Yeah. We're we'll yeah. Yeah. Vanderbilt up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun shit.
3: Well, that's it. Hey, you got it. where else you're gonna get over two hours on Dead Silence? Uh, yeah. n- um, not outside Halloweenies. That's where. So, Chris, thank you again for real for requesting that, and uh, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, now, look uh, for our sign off. I feel like. It, it's always different, right? What do we what do? We want to do something for this one, or, or have from, we started? Have any we started some from
0: the, Guardians of the Go Because I know, yeah. we, oh, I know we sometimes do the lights.
1: Oh.
0: oh, I know we can <laughs> do. I know we can well, do. Yeah. So, everybody go to the chat right. and go to the link that the 1112 link for the club. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all right, and then in sync, we will all do the line. That's the quote at the top. You ready? Oh yeah. Wait, wait. The
3: very wait at the very top of the article.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah okay. the very top okay. of the article. Oh, yeah. right? Okay. All right. all right. One, two, three. Then you don't know me at all. See you
3: next time.
0: This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more.